I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 475 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Sunday, January 23rd, 2022. You might be watching us live over at www.geeks.live, the streaming home of the Gonna Geek Network, or you may be watching us over on Twitch, which you can get to from www.nerds.live. They all give you the same show, but thank you for joining us. I am Chris. I am joined today with the usual band of misfits. We'll start first with Mr. Willie D. Nelson. I'm here to make you laugh no matter how many men, women, or children I have to kill to make it happen. You're going to have to kill a lot of people then. (laughs) That was my... Cool. So now we know Willie's plan hinges upon killing lots of people. I'd also like to introduce our other regular host, Mr. Anthony Bachman. I don't know if he can do it if he doesn't have a dove of peace on his microphone, though. How you know it's not there? Willie's gonna get a dove of peace tattooed on his forehead. I would say on my on my middle finger. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm a South Pole. Because yeah, you're, you're gonna finger. You're gonna headbutt no, everyone. Middle finger. You're gonna headbutt everyone. You're gonna be like, Man, that sounds actually, like cushions waiting a, to happen, man. I actually read a comic where Gibby Will the Finger is like the, the catchphrase. Read that this week. It's a good comic. There's a bunch of those probably. Yeah, but this one it like literally makes it like the like the rally cry for the good guys in the comic. Yeah, let's go back to the first season of uh, uh, of, of uh, Lock and Key. Aloha. Peace among worlds. Well, mine was funny because it was a little kid giving the finger. Yeah, mine's a little kid giving the finger also. Yeah, you do look like a little kid. I was talking about Morty. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you are Morty. Certainly not a Rick. I fully acknowledge that. <laughs> You're just a Jerry, though. Hey, Jerry still gets laid. <laughs> Jerry still Never. gets laid Never by Jerry. sexy alien women, too. That's true. You know, he had a sabbatical. He did. Good for Jerry. He 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 certainly uh had a good experience there. Uh, hey. looking, yes, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah. I mean, Jerry. I mean, say what you want about him, but uh, ignorance is bliss. It's true. Looking in the chat room, I see Haru Fonzix has joined us, said so much news this week, and I'm pretty sure that when we get to the news of the week, I'll be covering the story in which they're talking about, because it's kind More of an like, interesting story. Well, big doings, big doings. Big doings, big expensive doings, but we're not going to talk about the big expensive doings yet. Hey, I'm just saying, if I had $4 billion, I would have bought Star Wars. I know I would have made my money back. Yeah. God, imagine, $4 billion for Star Wars, $7 billion for Bethesda. And we're going to talk about a purchase that's almost $69 million, billion dollars here in a little bit. See what should have done. should have uh, wrote a whole plan and everything, took it to the bank, said, can I borrow $4 billion to buy this property? I am a white male. I may have been able to get away with it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's real simple. I don't know about you guys, but if I was put in charge of Lucasfilm, the first thing I would do is write an order that says, Dave Filoni, John Favreau, co-creative lead Star Wars. Do whatever they say. Now, see, at I'd the time money. of buying Star Wars, I don't know if anybody would have done that. I don't know Filoni, if yes, I bet someone would have. Yeah, 
I don't know if anybody would have trusted John Favreau with Star Wars because he wasn't proven in Star Wars yet. He's still a great storyteller, but he hadn't been proven in a sci-fi world yet. But he had would... been proven at helping to launch a giant franchise. Yes, this yeah. is true. So, I mean, I could see where someone might have suggested him in that regard, which is, hey, look what he did to help spearhead the MCU and things like that. Yeah, see, my first thing sure. would have been to remove the Crystal Skull as if it never happened and then put out the original Star Wars films in the original version on Blu-rays. That would have made a couple billion dollars right there. I don't know about billions, but uh, I mean, you know you know what? Uh, why, why does Crystal Skull get so much hate? Because it's shit. Cause it's not you good. know what? I'm okay with the nuking the fridge scene. I'm okay with it. You would hide in a fridge to see for one reason. The motherfucker drank from the Holy Grail. He's gonna survive it. He didn't drink. Yeah, yeah he did. His when he first did. got it, you have to drink. From oh, that's it. right. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, not no, gonna keep did. you alive forever. Yeah. The implication was you have to repeatedly drink from the Grail over time for it to continue doing its work. I don't yeah. know. It's a Holy Grail, man. I don't know the rules with it. And they let the Holy Grail <laughs> fall down a giant chasm. They didn't just stop and give you exposition on like the old guy, the old knight saying. Well, you have to keep drinking. That's how I'm still here. Rub, you rub, 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 rub. chose poorly. Hey, I also cured the syphilis on my dick. You failed the Pepsi challenge. It's a night from die. medieval. He probably had syphilis, man. He probably had everything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> cured it, though. Thank you. Thanks, Jeez. How do you know it cured the syphilis on his penis? Do you think really he was up a there real that good whole time look. and just let the syphilis be instead of just going... How do you know he's got <laughs> syphilis? You're yeah. just assuming. It's an old knight from medieval times. It's a good Of assumption. course he has syphilis. <laughs> they make good food there, but that doesn't mean everyone has syphilis. Hey, Chris, is it wintertime where you are? No. Is your nose a little stuffy? No. Oh, gee, guess what? You have syphilis. Dr. Willie here. Uh, I, hey, I'm as much a doctor as Dr. Phil. That's true. Dr. Nelson, not MD. He might be more of a doctor hey, than Dr. Hey, Dr. They don't Phil, say that actually. for Dr. Phil, do they? I don't watch his show. How would I Me know? Me either. Then how do you know that they do or don't? How do you know if they do? I don't. I just said that. I'm very confused. Very, very confused. That's what we're here for is confusion. All right. Time for the physical. Anarchy. Cuddle, uh, cuddle the balls. What? You sound a little too practiced at saying that, Will. That's for a reason that we're not going to get into on air. <laughs> do you get a lot of physicals or do you give a lot of physicals? I'm confused. Listen, the one time oh. I had to do a physical, I forgot that was a thing about that. And <laughs> right. when the doctor said, pull your pants down, I was like, oh, uh, would you pull? Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Probably should have showered today. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the chair was asking, Willie is not misdiagnosing COVID symptoms. We don't do that he's, here. He's no, just syphilis. Just syphilis. syphilis. <laughs> just syphilis. That's, that's all. His that's speciality syphilis. is syphilis, not COVID. Yeah. We're just here like, for the syphilis. Get a magnifying glass. Yep. Syphilis of the dick. Uh, oh, God. Well, now we've driven everyone off within the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Run from syphilis talk. Once again, just as much as a doctor as Dr. Phil. Low bar. Yeah. Low bar. Hell, maybe even Dr. Oz. I don't even know if he has his doctorate. He, he was an actual practicing physician, I believe. Well, who cares? He's a piece of shit. So is Ken Jong. And I would trust oh, him over hey, many of yeah, these others. Yeah, yeah. I trust him city. over either of those two. He yeah. worked as a doctor in my city. Who knows? I could have been delivered by him. Did I you don't get know. a physical from him? 
Uh, no, it was a female doctor, oh. which made it. I don't know if that made it more awkward or less awkward. I was hoping it was Ken Jong. So as you were leaving, he could be like "Toodaloo, motherfucker" from The Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta say it with a little bit more racist intent. I didn't want to say any racist intent. <laughs> I mean, is it really racist intent if you're doing it to impersonate? The character. If you're trying to use a line from the movie that they used, I don't think it is, but I am not the arbiter oh, no, of what is your... and what isn't. I just meant how you said the words. Yeah. I... Toodaloo, motherfucker! Like that, you know? That's yeah. all. That's, you're imitating the character. I don't think it is, but again, I am not the arbiter of what is and what isn't. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, but who really is? Well, it depends People on all who have their opinion, but they're not the arbiter. There's only one arbiter. That's Keith David. That's... No, that's on Arbor Day. The Arbor Master comes no, out. No, Keith David's the Arbiter in the Halo series. Keith David, all he had to do, the motherfucker, was put on the goddamn sunglasses. Why is he fighting it? And fighting with Rod, Roddy, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Goddamn, the alliteration <laughs> is so fucked up with that. I always have to catch myself. And then you had Ronda Rousey take it also. She was Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I don't really care about that. I don't know if that was in good taste. But whatever. She was a fan from growing up, I guess, was her motivation yeah. for doing so. I mean, Roddy was dead. He couldn't really say one way or another. Well, going back to uh, racist implications, was oh, she God. a fan when he went to half blackface? I don't know. Wait, was that full blackface? I don't remember. And that when I say blackface, I mean literal pitch black. He was here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and he was all out of bubble gum. And one me? of the most Keith iconic David, lines ever. goddamn glasses. I miss the hot rod. Yeah. Did he actually have a hot rod? Well, probably. Dude was rolling in money at one point in time. Yeah, probably owned a couple. I mean, he was smarter with his money than Ric Flair. Well, that's because Ric Flair gets divorced every two years and has to give it all away. Yeah. yeah, he, He's yeah styling those two, and profiling all the way to the divorce court. If you can go find it, I'm sure it's on Hulu, <laughs> I'm sure. There's an episode of Wife Swap with those two. Yeah. I think Ric Flair is currently hawking energy drinks on Twitter was the last thing I had seen. G Fuel? No, it wasn't G Fuel. Oh, I don't know. I'm guesstimating. <gasps> Are they bringing back balls? No, it wasn't balls. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but everyone was kind of dogging on him because he got like this fabric flag they sent him. And you could see where he used like binder hooks to hang it on his wall. And they're like, come on, dude. Couldn't you like made it so we don't see the hooks of how it's hanging on the wall? It wasn't even level either. So everyone was like, dude, dude. What do you mean binder hooks? So, you, you know, like, like notebook binder binders? clips rather. Sorry. So, you know, those, I don't have one here, but. They have like the two arms that fold back and then you pull the arms apart. And it, oh yeah. God. Those little clips. Yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So it was hung up. Like, it was hung up with those, I guess. You can not, flip them back down. Yeah. It was hung up with those, not level and wrinkled. And everyone's like, dude, could you give any less of a shit about what you're hawking? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still hung up on the clips themselves. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Ric Flair, he has a podcast now too, I guess. Where he who doesn't? Yeah, we well, got one. True. This is like his fourth run at doing a podcast because I guess he gets bored doing them, and I don't know. It's weird. I, I yeah, haven't Chris listened to much of it. Years. I listened to a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, he's in an empty room on a webcam mic. I'm out." Oh, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. He might have gotten on. a better mic by now. Wait. You think he would have talked to Jericho about how to do it right? He's only about at most an hour and a half away from me. You think uh, you think I can be a guest on this podcast? You, what skill or knowledge do you Nelson bring? Wants to, if you tell Willie Nelson wants to show up on his podcast, yeah, that's true. I'll smoke him out too. <laughs> <laughs> with cigarettes. Don't tell him. 
He's too old. Who cares if he gets lung cancer? I mean, Ric Flair did almost die a few years ago because of his alcoholism and things like that, but I don't think smoking was one of his issues. I mean, if you're the jet-flying son of a gun, send me a jet so I can get there even quicker. Yeah, he's having a bit of a hard time getting any uh, any real work, though, because of things that have come out. Uh, go watch Dark Side of the Ring, Plane Ride from Hell, if you're not familiar. I don't. I remember some things about that story. I remember there was just one big fight. I don't remember what Ric Flair did and all that. I don't uh, know if he was... Sexually harassed a waitress. Not a waitress, a... Uh, uh, flight attendant. Oh, I like what I said better. Oh, uh, well, he did it back in the day that was a stewardess. Nowadays, they're flight attendants. Yeah. <laughs> he, wow. He's also well known for just wearing his robe and helicoptering down the aisle of planes when he's out with the boys, too. Oh, he's a Louis C.K. guy. Yeah. And then he, uh, according to the accusations, had then cornered said flight attendant slash stewardess and was forcing himself on her and trying to make her touch the uh, Space Mountain. Let's go with that. Uh, I wonder if she looked down like, oh, nature boy is right. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it, it's interesting. It's a product of how our times have changed because the plane ride from hell was like 20 years ago at this point in time. And the story had been out there multiple times. And in fact, the WWE had made an animated short where they were making fun of some of the events that happened there. Some of which was Ric Flair parading down the aisle of a plane while they were stuck on the tarmac. I don't think I don't remember if they had him naked in it or not. Not helicoptering, but just doing his strut through the aisle. But now that we are in a bit of a different time where these things are looked at differently, the plane ride from hell is not exactly an endearing story about Ric Flair once you start hearing about how he was acting around the wait, the flight attendants on board. Yeah. So he, he just walked away from WWE and was presumably going to be going to AEW to manage his future son-in-law. And Dark Side of the Ring aired, and he's not gotten much work anywhere since then. Fair enough. I mean, I, the only reason I'm making as many jokes about Ric Flair about this is because it's fucking Ric Flair. Of course he did these things. Yeah. Who's surprised by this? Well, you're not wrong in that regard. That's the only reason I can I, think I, it's all right just yeah. to make as many jokes on it. I, I know mean, it's a horrible fucking thing, but I mean, just because it's Ric Flair. He's yeah, a comical fucking When you talk, about, when you talk about living the gimmick, like Ric Flair lived the gimmick. Like, so did Hulk Hogan. He was always uh, saying his prayers and eating his vitamins. Yeah. Do you remember what he those said? Vitamins were steroids. <laughs> Do you remember what Hulk Hogan said on uh, uh, was it when you go swear when he swore uh, in court? He probably he added brother in. to the end of it. No, 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 no. He said, "I don't have a big penis. Hulk Hogan has a big penis." When he's separating Terry Bollea oh. and Hulk Hogan. As different characters. Yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan has a large penis, but me, the man Terry Bollea, does not. Like, what the fuck are we going on yeah, about? Yeah, steroids kind of work a number mm. on your manly bits, from what I'm told. Well, I heard it was just the balls, but what the fuck do I know? I'm just as much as the doctor as Dr. Phil. I thought you were Dr. Nelson, not MD. Once again, I'm as much as a doctor as Dr. Phil. <laughs> well, we don't call you Dr. Nelson, though, because we don't even want people to think that you're a doctor. We don't We don't fake around like certain other programs do. Dr. Ha! That's right. Phil McGraw, you need to shut your mouth for one second and look at yourself and how you're acting and how you're treating these people you're coming in with. Look, I did have a lot of fun. Oh, God. This is 2003. College freshman. It was there. We had all these soundboards. I think it was on E-Bombs World was the website of arrived different like flash soundboards. And we all had landlines in our dorms. So we had a lot of fun using the Dr. Phil McGraw soundboard and randomly just crank calling rooms in the tower. It was pretty great. Oh, 
is that syphilis on your penis? <laughs> no, the, the best line was, and I can't remember what it was, but this is how we ended most of the calls. And it was Dr. Phil. They'd start to catch on to it. And we'd be like, okay, goodbye. And there was another line that was, I want you to start living life as a gay woman. And that's how we would hang up all of our calls. <laughs> I don't even know what it was from, uh, but it just made us laugh. Remember that we were 18 year old kids in 2003 college freshmen. So doing stupid things like playing with soundboards and crank calling the rest of the dormitory was pretty fun. I don't know how one lives life as a gay woman, but I think I'm doing it already. <laughs> I thought she said, I you, think you don't know how one does that. I don't, but I pretty sure I'm already am living my life. Like Please that. do not elaborate because I don't want to have to get us taken off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to elaborate with that. That's so the, you're welcome. That's probably good. But yeah, crank calls. Elaborate. I can't even spell it. That's true. I remember the days of prank calls. The jerky yeah, yeah, gay boys women, they, they helicopter down the highway, right? No. Sad copter. It's more of a propeller. I thought it doesn't help me run faster. <laughs> Trust me, helps me run slower. He's like, I'm always tripping on it. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I wasn't going with the size. I mean, just because the the, the, the motions of the generation. Stop, stop! You can't stop. run with it as fast with it. The wiggle in his jiggle. I shouldn't have engaged. Yeah. I should not have engaged. I'm sorry, everyone. But I'm glad you did. I'm sorry. You, should, you should be sorry, and this is your fault. I'm just saying, you know, the gyrations. Stop. You can't run. <laughs> Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. There's no way out. No way out. So we're just hitting the button. We're going into the news of the week. For those that aren't aware, it's that part of the show we run down was in our minds it's the most interesting, geeky, and nerdy news to have popped up. I see in the chat room, what were you thinking, Chris? I, I shouldn't <laughs> have engaged. I'm sorry. I knew better. I didn't know. Chris, to. no, no, you were safe with that. Cause I mean, who, why would I be a helicopter person? I'm more of like, you know, like the Atlanta Braves, like, Oh, I'm more of the chop. Are we, are we done talking about this? Let's go back to talking about syphilis. It was better. <sighs> no, Willie still talks too much. when we talk about that? <laughs> is that the, is that the title of this episode? Willie talks too much. <laughs> no, no. For some reason, syphilis is the better topic. <laughs> no, it's not the title. <laughs> oh, yeah. The title is I'd Rather Discuss Syphilis. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that yeah, you worded a lot better than I did. <laughs> no, that's not the title either. <laughs> well, come on. It's perfect. Oh, dear Lord. So, I guess the question is do we want to talk about my news first, which is arguably got a lot encompassing it or do you want to do the other two stories first i'll leave it to oh, you guys. man you're let's in charge of this should, shit not me we should probably get through the other ones first all right so let's start things off with mr nelson what you got news wise for us me me <laughs> this might have been a mistake letting him go first i just realized oh no 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 you're, you're good, you're good. You're good. <laughs> No, no, go because I brought. I mean, probably because I bring a news story that I don't know shit about, except for very little. I mean, the information I have is right, but you know, the actual subject. I don't fucking hashtag but, fair mean, and balanced right here. Listen, I might. I uh, watched Yu Gi Oh back in season one. You know, Joey Wheeler. You got that uh, the hot blonde chick that Joey Wheeler hit on. You got what Bandit Keith with the fucking American flag bandana. That douchebag. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Joey was it. Hey, you douchebag! I don't know. Probably would have made the show better. Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't really get what the whole thing with that is. Uh, he's an Egyptian god also living inside of his... 
body? How did it get there? Is it because the Millennium piece, the up, the, the pyramid thing? Is it is it just inhabiting that and that? Tra- Who knows? Who knows? All I do know about Yu Gi Oh is that each season was supposed to change the games. Like the first season was that card game, this, and then they even tried to change it with that Dice Monsters game in one of the later seasons. But uh, yeah, the, the original idea was like the, he's the game master. So the game, no matter what the game changing every season is, he's the master of it. That was the whole idea of it. But that TCG started making too much goddamn money. And Jay said, wait a second. Let's keep it like this. And they said, all right, fine, let's do that. But uh, what came out was uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, which is a free-to-play Yu-Gi-Oh! card game based on the TCG of the same name. Well, except for the Master Duel part. I think it's you know, Yu-Gi-Oh. Which is weird. It's just called after the name of the character. Did you guys ever find that weird? I don't know enough about the program. To know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But, uh, yeah, it, it, of course, has plenty of microtransactions. But this is an review on the game itself. No, 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 no. This is a, a surprise launch. It reached 255,000 207 peak concurrent players on Steam. Uh, that doesn't even include the console numbers, which even beats out Steam's own digital card game. I don't know if you remember that artifact. I remember hearing about it, but I never played it or anything. Uh, you, you guys play Artifact? I'm not even mm-hmm. aware of what it is, to be honest. It, it's like Steam put out their own like card game type. Thing. I knew you could earn cards in Steam of some kind by playing other games, but I don't know if that's related to this or not. I'm not sure. Yet. I never played Artifact. I don't even have a good enough PC to play play on Steam, so that's on me. No gaming cons or no uh, gaming PC here. Not yet. I don't know if I want one. It seems too complicated. Willie's lack of man. PS5 will eventually break him. And I'm a simple syphilis man. And uh, uh, Steam's own Artifact, which had a peak concurrent player count of only 60,000 740 players at one time sitting at almost four times the number of players for that category Yukio definitely beat it down uh, I think it's safe to say they found a new game to probably milk till the money runs dry uh, yeah Konami's probably going to run this into the ground without me you know, just the microtransactions I mean I don't mean running into the ground so like it's done like just keep on going with the steady I'm sure the microtransactions I hope there. I don't know the the um, equate you know to how much you're getting for the dollar amount you're putting in. I hope it's worth it. But yeah, the, my whole story is just on the numbers, like the amount of people that played this all at once. And what's even uh, more amazing is that they are these are not including the Steam numbers for uh, Hearthstone or Magic: The Gathering because they're not available on Steam. So those are not uh, with those numbers in mind. Hearthstone, you say? Yeah, I've never. I think I've played it all. Of, like we, we may be talking about Hearthstone later, everyone. Ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I like Hearthstone. It's fun, actually. It's a good casual mm-hmm. game to play on, like your phone or your tablet or on your PC if you want to. You can kill some time pretty well and have fun with it. The problem is, like most other living card games, once you get past some of the early stuff, it becomes very expensive to keep playing and be good at it. You're not wrong. That's yep. how they get you. But uh, hey, Chris, you know what my uh, my name? Uh, oh, we'll get to that joke when we get to it. Let's foreshadow it, right? But uh, what's it, all the more surprise for this is that this game was shadow released. There wasn't much marketing for this, like before it came out. I didn't hear anything about it. 
And now, I'll, now I see all my friends that play on PlayStation are all playing it at a party. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Did this come out or something? Oh, it's free. I was like, oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah, and these numbers are also not counting the console numbers either because this is all on Steam. So, so that's not even including all that, which uh, it's also um, it's available on all current and next-gen systems, including the Switch and, of course, Android and iOS. So it's it's on. You got something, you can play it. Is it... does? Sorry, I'm, I'm starting my words there. Is it free to purchase, basically, and you pay via microtransactions, or do you pay a fee for the app and then purchase packs on top of it? It's free to play. Okay, gotcha. With the microtransactions where I guess they I'm tracking. All the things. So similar to Hearthstone in that regard. I mean, I played all of five minutes of Hearthstone yeah. and I said, fuck this. I like Hearthstone. Oh, yeah. you're one of those people that has to pay for it. Oh, I see you. I see you. I played Hearthstone for a while. I never paid for it anything was, in it Hearthstone. It was pretty fun. Hearthstone and you know, free-to-play games with the way they're going, they're this. Let me tell you, this is coming from a doctor. A doctor who's as much of a doctor Not a as doctor. Dr. Phil. <laughs> I'm a doctor as much as Dr. Phil is a doctor. Let's re- let's uh, reiterate, not a doctor. And hell, I'm also Southern myself. But not a doctor. As much as Dr. Phil is a doctor, I'm a doctor. Haru's in the chat room and says free to play, pay to win. That's effectively what a lot of these games are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get yeah. a starting deck. I did play a little bit of it. You do get a starting deck after you complete the tutorial. You get to choose between one of three. I don't know what the fuck they mean. I, I'm very confused with the play. I just don't understand it, man. I've never played most of these living card games that then have a digital version. I'm not very good at because I never understood the rules of the digital version. Like Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon cards and stuff like that. Rules don't change. Hmm? Rules don't change. Well, They're I never understood rules. how to play to begin with is the problem. Oh, yeah. Magic, yeah. I understood. This one, I don't understand. You can play monsters with, who have like... Red star or red orbs with yellow stars in them. They can have one to four. You can just play those at any time. If they have five or six or seven, you have to sacrifice one of those one to four star monsters and put one of them out. Why is it? And then there's a seven or there's a later one where you get to sacrifice. I don't understand that. Why? Why isn't there just one, two, and three? Why is there four stars? But they all mean the same thing. And there's more stars after that that all mean the same thing. But there's still multiples. It makes no fucking sense to me. Like it it made sense to me back fine. in the days when I used to play it. Yu-Gi-Oh! Sure. Yeah. I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! with the kids on the bus when I was a bus monitor because it would help. It would distract them. We had one kid specifically that would get nauseous and puke if he wasn't distracted. And I'm talking every single day this kid would throw Oof. up. And I found out he would play Yu-Gi-Oh! And so I literally went and bought the game and taught myself how to play it so I could play Yu-Gi-Oh! cards with these kids on the bus to keep a bunch of them from getting nauseous. Fair enough. Or just to kill time. You know, some kids, you know... We're running some kids, you know, these like, el- you know, elementary or, you know, kindergarten kids out to a house that's 45 minutes out of town. That's a long damn bus ride for a little kid to sit there and not do anything. Not wrong. Now, now, if they released like a Magic the Gathering like this on the consoles like they used to do, I think the last one they did was in 2014 for the, uh, yeah, the PS. The You're yeah, right. I forgot just, there was one. They oh, just yeah, did, yeah, yeah the Magic. The they just did an updated Magic the Gathering one because I was in the beta. Oh yeah, that on, was Arena. That was a couple yeah, years ago. That's still that was going on strong. Steam and stuff. And yeah, that one's great. But yeah, they, they need a version of that. If they could port that over to PS4 and Xbox, it would be great because that's a really 
that game runs perfectly and it follows all the rules of magic exactly the way the card game is or was at the time. Because, yeah, like, like Horror Vonk's put in the chat, like, Magic, they change their rules as they're going. Like, they do keep adjusting stuff. So, like, what worked in Magic 10 years ago doesn't necessarily work today. And plus, they have their, what, last three decks rules. So, in tournaments, you can only use the deck, the last three release decks. So, it's oh, constantly yeah. updated. Because that's how they get their money in Magic is, oh, no, you want to play a tournament, you have to have cards from the new decks. <laughs> Listen, the first time I played Magic, it was probably 1999. The second time I played Magic was probably in 2009, and then never again because I understood in 2009 it's all about that money. I mean, that's oh no, these cards are illegal now. You have to pay for new cards. That's the problem with most of these card games or miniature games. Like I loved playing Marvel Hero Clicks back in the late the late 2000s. I guess is when I was playing. But I had a really cool setup. I had a really cool team I liked. But then they put out this new set that basically nerfed everything I had. And I was like, you know, in order to be competitive, I just have to keep buying these. And I was like, I, mm-hmm. no. They've made it so that stuff that was top of the line was now like mid-tier stuff because other things came out. And I was like, I don't want to just keep collecting these forever. Like, they look cool. I enjoyed playing the game with my friends and things like that. I didn't play competitively. But I wasn't going to get to that point where I wanted to sink in repeated amounts of money. And I never quite learned my lesson. The similar thing happened with the X-Wing miniature game. I played that and I loved it. It was Mm. a ton of fun. But then they did more expansions and they added expansions that changed how the base sets worked and things like that. You had to buy conversion kits. And I went, nope, this is the sign. I'm stepping out now. And most of the people I played X-Wing miniature game with now aren't playing the game anymore because of stuff like that. It's a really fun game. But the fact of the matter is the the way the world is set up and how they have to keep introducing new stuff. It effectively makes all of the things that you've purchased up until that point weaker or less effective. Yeah. Which always sucks. I have a bunch of the hero clicks, but I got them for specific characters. And I think I grabbed one that was on Clarence at captain. Cause it was like two bucks for a set of five. Yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll see what's in this one. And like, I think that one's got, it's got Anthony Druid in it and it's got, um, one of Mephisto's kids. I can't think of his name. Big character made out of like blackness. Oh, Darkheart. Yeah. Okay. So it was a big Darkheart figure. But yeah, yeah the other one, the only other ones I want when they did the I think it was it was weirdly in the Sinister Six uh Spider Man edition. I remember one of those the ones. Bonus characters they added to that I think it was that box set was you could get multiple man. And so I actually got like a bunch of people were selling, you know, selling them on eBay and I got a pack of four of them because I just wanted four multiple men. That's like multiple man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I never even played Hero Clicks, and I still have, I think, twenty of them over here in a drawer. One of my favorite ones to have was the House of M Magneto because it was just a badass character, and like he's actually sitting on his throne, and the throne is uh, levitating. And by levitating, I mean it's nice. perched on a clear piece of plastic so that it's flying. Yeah. But it looked really cool, and it was a really powerful and effective one. And I built a lot of teams around it. And then two series later, they basically nerfed it by making, they made like mid-level characters that were more powerful than this like hard to pull House of M Magneto. And I was like, nope, nope. Because I remember how excited I was. I got it. I bought a bunch of them and I got a really rare click. And I was like, nope, these ones, they basically nerfed this guy that was really rare and hard to find. And you could build cool teams around. I was like, I'm done. I see. That's one of the fun things. Like, cause yeah, I've gone in and out of playing magic, magic a bunch of times with my friends. Like, my buddy's kid is playing it again now. And so, like, when we go over to his house, I'll take my magic cards. And I started teaching the girlfriend how to play because she was interested because I have so many of them. And so, 
you know, talk about playing, you know, this type of deck or that type of deck. And yet we just, it's the easiest thing in the world. We just instituted house rules. I built a zombie deck that I've adjusted and like updated cards in it for probably eight, nine years. But yeah, according to magic, if I was to go to tournament, I couldn't use any, like half that deck is outlawed. It's like, yeah, fuck the rules. This is house rules. I build my deck. I can play with it. (laughs) So yeah, you know, they, they try to push you to buy more stuff, but you don't have to. You can just have fun with the things you have. That's true. You don't have to buy more. <laughs> the, the the problem you run into is the people you play with, depending on where it is. Like, if you're just playing house rules with a couple of your friends all the time, that's fine. But if you're going yeah. to your local comic book shop where people are continually investing in things, they're not going to be like, no, I can't play after anything after Gen whatever. Oh, the hell with you. I'll just go play with those guys over there. So it's, it's yeah. just the nature of most of these games. And it's why, despite some of them looking really interesting, I go, oh, wait. I'm going to have a lot of fun with it for two years and then I'm yeah. going to get mad when the inevitable cash grab comes into play and it's, oh, if you want to keep playing this, you better get the expansion. Well, the expansion is only going to make things a little more powerful, but then you realize, oh wait, two expansions down the road, it makes all of my baseline stuff useless that I've invested yeah. tons of time and money into. And you go, nah, I don't, I get why they do it. It's how they keep the game alive. But at the same time, it's why I don't get into a lot of these living board games or living card games or miniature games anymore because just won't do it. Living board games? There's some other board games. There's some board games that are yeah. similar with other multiple kinds of expansions and stuff that you put onto it. Yeah, where it, they have a base set of the board game and then you have, yeah, like like a Munchkin. You can play any version of Munchkin itself by just buying one version of the game, but you can actually add them all together if you want yeah. and play like Cthulhu, Dungeon Run, Black Noir, like you can mix like eighteen different like you know power sets and but rule I'm, books together, and they all work, and it just makes one big expanded. Game. Yeah, DC Deck Builder was similar, but I guess the difference there though is that if you don't upgrade, it doesn't really mean much because everyone just plays with the deck that you're providing the group or the board that you're yeah. providing. Whereas some of these other games, it's everyone brings their own deck or their own miniatures which kind of changes the scope of the game depending on how far along people have bought things, if that makes True. sense. But yeah, I guess that's kind of why Munchkin's awesome because, yeah, anybody can have any version of it and it always works. The Steve Jackson Games Company, they're geniuses for making Munchkin. Like, <laughs> Haru's, the way to design that game and the way it works by putting packs together is fantastic. Harry's in the chat room said, so it's like Destiny 2. Yeah, we've seen the trend in a lot of these living online games now in video games to tie us back to the original story a little bit. And that's because they realize they have to keep people invested and keep people playing. So it's, we're gradually going to roll out better gear, better equipment so that the stuff that you got when version one of the game came out is kind of useless when expansion pack three comes out because you have to grind to get the good stuff to be able to survive and play. That's part of the reason why, destiny 2 when it went free to play i started playing it and realized oh wait i'm gonna fall into the same trap again and didn't do it it's what bioware slash ea probably wanted to do with anthem i guess the good thing about anthem yeah. being abandoned as it is right now is you're not worrying about expansion creep for when you're gonna have to invest into buying dlc or microtransactions to get good gear to play this new region because they've abandoned the game jesus yeah. christ chris it's a good reason that's abandoned well, well, yeah, I already spent one hundred and forty dollars on it. I need to spend more fucking money. Perhaps, on it. perhaps there was a better way to phrase it, but the verbiage. I mean, yeah. I don't care. As funny as that was, fuck Anthem, <laughs> fuck <laughs> Anthony, Anthem, Anthony. <laughs> Look, Anthem's fun. It's just yeah, there's it's no the best in- 
Iron Man simulator video game that's ever been made. What about Iron Man or Iron Man 2? Or Iron Man VR? None of them are as good as Anthem. I played Iron Man 1 and 2, and the flying is much better in Anthem than it is in those two Oh, games. I know. I was. I knew those were trash-tier yeah. games. But Iron Man VR. I haven't played it. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, you get to fly around actually by moving your arms. Like, okay. I, I don't have uh, VR. And I do want to have a correction. Um, I should have said it like this. The title of the game is Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Uh, sure there, I is, there is an Yu-Gi-Oh! exclamation point. always ends in an exclamation mark, so it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, it's like that movie, Mother! Yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> oh, you, I remember what you said, Bachman. You just didn't understand the movie. Oh, I fucking understood it. It was just a piece of shit uh, movie. S- side note, since we touched on VR real quick, uh, Willie, you're the only one of us that has a PSVR. What did you think of the place to the new PlayStation VR reveal that came out in the last week or two? Yeah, the PSVR two. Yeah, if that's even the what, name. Was that used, something that was intriguing to you as someone who has been a big time supporter of PlayStation VR and talked about how much you enjoyed it? I don't know if you could say big time supporter, but yeah, it was support. Uh, it was interesting the technology they had in it. Like you don't need an external camera like you did with the uh, PS4 one. You don't have to have that camera. It's all it has four tracking cameras in the headset itself. That's cool. Yeah, that was, and uh, of course, better resolution, better uh, view, viewing uh, viewing field of range. You're still tethered to the PlayStation, FOV. though, right? I think. Yeah. I don't remember that part. I wasn't 100% sure either. I didn't I mean, follow it in depth, cares. mostly because I knew I wouldn't be buying it. Because I just, VR is cool. I just don't want to have to reorganize my living room every time I want to play it. Well, I, that's the good thing about having the no camera thing, is you had to be with, like, six feet away to eight feet away for it to really work properly, depending upon your lighting situation. Right. That was the real thing. Um, but yeah, this head tracking thing, I could do it in my little small ass living room right here. So is it something you think you will get when someday when you have your PS five as well? I don't think day one. That's fair. But may I don't, it's hard to say right now because man, I haven't played that VR in a while. Oh, I see. uh, I mean, I was going to say real quick, Haru in the chat room brought up one cable only for it instead of a half a dozen to connect the headset. So much simpler, I guess. Oculus seems like half a dozen. I think he was talking about they were talking about PSVR. Oh, yeah, I guess guess just, yeah, because you have to have the one cord going from the headset, which I'm not going to lie. That cord was never really a problem. Never really had a problem with the cord. I mean, it kind of got in the way. I just put the little box part in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to worry about it. Then you have to re- never really got in the way of like tripping over anything. Never did anything like that. And it was nice and long, so you didn't have to worry about that. And the thickness to it, that thickness, and it had no zero syphilis. But uh, you know that joke? Parts. You've beat it to the ground quite successfully by now. <laughs> hey, sometimes people still beat their syphilis dick, but it's weird. But yeah, then you also have wires coming out of it that had to go to the PlayStation. The problem with me is right now is that I have the gener- the first generation of VR. If you have the second generation, which is a little bit better, uh, see, what I have to do now for my HDR-enabled 4K TV is I would have to always take it out, unplug the uh, HDR- HDMI cable, and plug it back in directly to the PlayStation because the first generation doesn't have a pass-through for HDR. The second generation does. That would get annoying after a while. Yeah, that's why I haven't really fucked with it all. And plus, this living room is uh, kind of thin. That's fair. Yeah, so we haven't busted out the Oculus since we've been in the house yet. 
I need to set it up to where I can lay on my bed and watch the Amazon Prime movie theater screen. That thing is so awesome when you watch shows on a movie screen inside the Oculus. Yep. It's my favorite. Invincible <laughs> looks really good on a movie screen. Oh, wait. You did that last year? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I watched fair. an episode on it. I haven't, I haven't tried it yet since, uh, since I got my laser eyes, though. And now that we're in the house, I need to set it up again to see what it's like with not having uh, glasses on. You got laser eyes? I got laser Cyclops eyes. now. But he's got two eyes. Not when he's got the uh, goggles on. He's only got what? one. Yeah, Scott Summers, you got two eyes. Your name is very misleading. I'm a bicornoclops. Yeah, so but Ryan when Ollie he's got the, gla- the goggles on, it looks like he's only got one eye, so it works. Yeah, when Bret Hart puts on his fucking pink, rosy fucking glasses, it looks like he only has you one You better eye not too. disparage the hit, man. No, That's all I'm going to tell you. Right not. He I'm looks like he's the best there is, he the best like there was, and the best there ever will be. That's right. That's he's not a Cyclops like. when he has his glasses on. Does he call himself Cyclops? No, because he's smarter than so that. shut your mouth. <laughs> he might still have syphilis. I don't know. Oh, God damn it. I don't know what Sunny Days gave him. Stop. Stop with the syphilis. Oh that was rumor from way back in the early 90s. Wow. Shawn Michaels started, so you can blame him. And he definitely has syphilis. You know that. Well, that is probably true. <laughs> well, now that we took a brief aside to talk about VR and, and Yu-Gi-Oh! We can move oh, I on. I like that better. I like that better. <laughs> we can move <laughs> on to our next news story. What you got for us, Bachman? Uh, we got an article from Forbes talking about the most popular uh, streaming shows of 2021 from uh, Dana Feldman. Uh, just came out, uh, what was it, end of December. Uh it's got a, a few little caveats in it because this is according to Whip Media's TV and the movie viewership tracking app TV Time. So it has the most viewed shows. is 15 Netflix series, four from Disney Plus, and one each from Hulu and Apple, various of international favorites. Uh, and then it mentions like with 19 million u- users, uh, TV Time was able to track data by compiling self-reporting when people viewed an episode. But then like certain shows didn't make it on there. Like I guess because I guess uh, like Hellbound actually jumped above. Uh, squid game when it first came out but it didn't come out until november and so it didn't have quite as much data on it so they didn't put that one on the list and then they also said there was a couple she said there's a couple of shows like the morning show which was number two viewed on apple tv and netflix is made which was a staple in other streamers top 10 lists were huge hits and fan favorites but didn't overall get enough views to make this list so mainly it was the stuff that was you know early on in the year and played throughout the year that made the list but i figured we'd go through the list real quick and see which ones you guys saw or which ones, you know, deserve a little more talking about. Uh, 21 is actually The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which had their second season finished up in uh, 2021. Which it did? Is a, yeah, it was a really good show. Yeah, I think, I want to say it was maybe last February was when they released. It was like the second part of part two. When it was the first part released, two years earlier? Something like that, yeah. It had a big, what? It had a big, big uh, downtime in between it. But yeah, I, I mean the first part of the second season. Yeah, it was it was a there was a big delay in there somewhere. But yeah, I love the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That show was nah. super entertaining, really good acting. Freaking um, uh, what's her name? Lucy something from Shaun of the Dead in the original Office, who plays one of the ants. Like she's just the funnest character ever. No, the Office, not Office Space. Oh, the Office, the original UK Office. She played the pan oh. character. Yeah, I'm not gonna know anything. Ricky, uh, Ricky Gervais is in that. Yeah. <laughs> he plays one yeah. of the ants in Chilling Adventures of Spring of the Teenage Witch. No, yeah, uh, Lu- Lucy Hale, I think is her name. But yeah, she's great. 
But yeah, I don't know. I love Children's Adventure Sabrina. Um, let's see. Number 20 was Virgin River, which I haven't seen that one. It was another Netflix show with three seasons and 30 episodes. No clue. Either one of you guys watched that one? Nope. No clue. Okay. Uh, 19. I mean, apparently it is. It made a, a ton of people watched it. Uh, 19 was Lock and Key, which, yeah, they just dropped their second season, which we actually just finished yesterday. Uh, me and the girlfriend just finished up the last two episodes. Yeah, season two was way better. Season one, like, ended on a weird ending, and then season two had a whole lot going on, which when we started watching it again, the girlfriend was kind of bored with, like, the startup of the season. But, yeah, by the end of it, like, it really picked up pace. Like, shit was getting crazy. Yeah, all sorts of, you know, weird keys doing weird things. And, yeah, like, the final throwdown, like, the finale fight in season two was really good. And I like how the, the show, it wrapped up while also giving you, a like, you know, a grade of where the show's going afterwards. I want to see so, that. Like, yeah, you got, like, a solid ending that gives you a nice little, hey, if we move forward, here's what's going to happen. So, I mean, yeah, it, it was good. Have you watched any Lock and Key, Chris? No, I haven't seen any of it. He's never even read it. No, I've and read some I, of it. He's never I, read it. I need to finish, go back and read all the books. Uh, 18 was Bridgerton, which I'm sure we've all heard a lot about. I've never seen it, but people, you know, seem to really like that show. Haven't seen it. Uh, 17 was What If on Disney Plus, which I think we all love that one, where we had, you know, the a pretty damn cool version of you know T'Challa Star Lord. We had Vision Ultron getting the gems and you know trying to destroy the universe, and Evil Doctor Strange's first appearance in the MCU, which we now know is going to show up in the next Sam Raimi film. So yeah, what what if was definitely done well, and also it was it was such a cool concept because those of us that remember the what if comics remember how great those comics were, and it was something that I don't know if, you know a lot of MCU fans were aware of that that was a version of the comics where there's just any way you can change the story, it makes an alternate universe, and there's a whole another version of everybody there, just like so, our yeah. real world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see, sixteen was Who Killed Sarah on Netflix. I hadn't seen that one. Nope. But who uh, killed her? Don't know. Didn't see Syphilis. it. God damn it. <laughs> of course it was. Uh, 15, was <laughs> 15 was atypical. I hadn't seen that one. 14 was the one that had a lot of talk about this year, which was Ted Lasso. I finally watched one... all of Ted Lasso this year. I, I enjoyed okay. it. I have not seen it. Because that one is just all about like basically the world's nicest coach, right? Yeah. And then it also the supporting characters. They do a really good job of making you care about everyone that's there. And for those that aren't aware, I didn't realize until I watched it, Bill Lawrence, who created Scrubs, is one of the showrunners on Ted Lasso. And then you're like, oh, okay. I understand what they mean by technically Jason Sudeikis is the lead, but all these other characters are pretty important because Scrubs is all about JD, but you cared about all the other characters and they all had their unique quirks and foibles that were interesting and things like that. That's what Ted Lasso is too. I really enjoy it. So I don't know anything about Ted Lasso. Is this about a superhero, a cowboy superhero? No. Damn. It is about a American football coach who comes to the UK to coach a British football club. Oh, football. Football. Mm. Football. Football is life. Yeah, that's what I'm going to have to catch sometime. But sadly, yeah, this year I canceled my Apple TV because I was only watching the C show. So watching Dave Batista fight Aquaman was kind of cool, but it wasn't worth having Apple TV just for one show, really. Uh, number 13, I did see every minute of, which is Cobra Kai. Because Cobra Kai came back with their third season. They got 30 episodes, and damn, that show's great. Because this season, they also brought back uh, Terry Silver, the evil other co-owner of Cobra Kai from the third Karate Kid movie. Yeah, so 
It it was just more goodness. Yeah. And same actor? Yeah, same actor. Okay. Yeah, they got the same actor to come back. It was just one of the best things about that show is they've gotten basically everybody to come back that, you know, wants to reprise their role. And it just it it's just a nostalgia fest. And like just some of the silly stuff that they done with uh, William Zabka's character, the way Johnny Lawrence like built his his new uh, Eagle Fang dojo was just amazing. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, number 12 most watched was The Crown, which I don't think any of us have seen that. I've watched the I first few seasons of it. I didn't watch the most okay. recent. I watched yeah, supposed parts to, of episodes. Supposed to be a pretty good show. Uh, 11, I think we all watched everything of, uh, which is The Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. What is that? Is, it, is that about a, a, a cowboy superhero? Yes. yes. Named the, name the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh, why is he he's got a syphilis? He's got a power arm. All right, that one was in bad taste. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, followed up by another Disney Plus show, which is Loki, which was also a really damn good one. But yeah, between Falcon and Winter Soldier, where basically you get, you know, Sam becomes Sam Cap, where, you know, in the movies he was handed the shield, but really over the course of this show, he really becomes like the Captain America version of Sam Wilson that we've seen in the comics, which is kind of cool. And then, yeah, Loki, we get to see the Loki from the attack on New York go through a different storyline and somewhat vaguely become the somewhat nicer version of Loki that we had at the end of, you know, the, the Avengers movies where he was standing with his brother. I mean, yeah, he's always still a dick, but at least, you know, at the end of the Avengers movies, you know, he died standing with his brother trying to fight Thanos where, you know, it started off. He was working for him. You know, he, he had a, a different character arc, but still had a nice character arc. And, you know, and you had the whole weirdness of, you know, Owen Wilson and the 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 time the the time what the fuck were they called time the time Bureau? authority oh yeah I I I'd always yeah. screw up and think of uh, Legends of Tomorrow when yeah they start which yeah it. makes it confusing yeah uh, number nine was uh, Sex Education on Netflix three seasons twenty four episodes hmm. I didn't see that one I watched uh, the first episode and then I okay. I fell off it, it's interesting. Jillian Anderson is like the one of the main characters of it. She, she is the mother okay. of the main character, and her job is being a sex therapist, I guess. Okay. So, oh, that's a, wait, I wait. mean, yeah, Jillian Anderson's great. Yeah. Scully. Scully. Okay, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, oh. I mean, she's great in everything. I think I watched yes. like two or three episodes a long time ago, and was like, yeah, it was, it was pretty entertaining. I just didn't keep up with it. That's all me. Uh, uh, number eight was Lupin on Netflix, two seasons, 10 episodes, which I think is a rebroadcast of a British show. Oh, I thought um, it was like Lupin the third, the anime. No, no, it was, I think it's, uh, I, I want to say it was a, it was like a pickpocket that ends up helping the cops would do something. I can't remember, but it was, I remember seeing like the trailer for it. It looked hmm. interesting, but yeah, I mean, it's two seasons and it's 10 episodes. I think it, I believe it's a BBC show like, uh, like Luther. Uh, seven was The Handmaid's Tale, which it's got to be one of Hulu's top, you know, shows ever. It's four seasons and 46 episodes in. So, I mean, it made it, you know, to seven most watched last year. Like a lot of people still loving that dark dystopian future where, you know, basically women are really put down. Handmaid's wow. Tale is not really a fun world. Uh, six, uh, was another Netflix season, uh, series, uh, three seasons, 30 episode show called You. Which is the one where it's the the serial killer boyfriend? I watched like the first four episodes of season one, and so like even like having heard a bunch of spoilers because there are so many seasons now, like it's such a weird show. It's kind of like my wife loves it. I want to say so it's like insane. a romantic Dexter. 
like which sounds wrong, but that's like as close of a description as I can give you is it's a romantic Dexter. They're like it's a really thing. fucking weird stalker ass show. But it's it's thing. interesting and the character the actor that plays the main character is really good. Yeah, the best thing I ever saw about that was like one of the news channels, the twenty four hour ones, I don't remember which one. There was some dude on there saying, like, yeah, I was watching you do an episode of Measles. And the host, she was like, I- I've never done a I've never done a, a show on measles. And he's like, no, no, no. The show you. Yeah. I show that you. Measles. Yeah. And it was a whole who's on first thing. And she never fucking understood it the entire time. It was on it's Fox like, News. You what do you think? He, he literally nice. said the Netflix show called you. And she still didn't get it. Like, yeah, it's, she still thought it's, she was talking about her show. You egotistical. Hmm. Of course. It's what, yeah, it's one of those show titles that fucks with people when you're trying to talk about it or describe it. Um, number five, I think we all probably saw, which the fifth most watched show was only one season, nine episodes on Disney Plus, which was WandaVision. Yeah. Yes. Loki was better in WandaVision. That's fair. As he, apparently, it wasn't, wasn't watched as much, though. I don't know. It, it was, when you look at the whole show, like when you go back and watch the whole thing, knowing where it goes, and that it's basically just, you know, it's just a story of grief. Like it's just, just you a, know, one character with unlimited power dealing with the loss of a loved one. Like, it's really unique storytelling, and I like the fact that, I mean, it did, it had us all talking about it as it was coming out, where each episode was at, like a new decade of sitcom television, and like the house matched, you know, whatever show they were mimicking, the clothes did, the characters did, like, just the way the director and the showrunner, the way they told the stories was really fucking interesting. One thing to keep in mind is when that show came out, remember how starved people were for MCU content? At yeah. that point in time, too, which could probably attribute to why so many people watched it that well, may not necessarily care as much about Disney plus MCU content. Yeah. Well, plus, I think because at the time, wasn't it Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first and it Correct. was delayed. And then, yeah, Wanda Vision became the first Disney plus show. And so, yeah, people just gobbled that shit up. Uh, number four is the last one that on the list that I haven't seen, I think. Yeah, so uh, number four was another Netflix show, four seasons, 32 episodes in, called Elite, which nope, I don't I know what that it. one's about. So yeah, Who's how crazy is that? watching these shows? People staying at home. <laughs> that's, I've that's never heard of ha- most of these. Uh, number three, though, will be the one that everybody's heard about, which number oh. three show is uh, Squid Game. Oh. The yeah, number three most watched it. show, according to this article and you know the TV Time app thing, was Squid Game. But I mean, if you didn't watch it, you heard about it. Everybody heard about Squid Game this year. Like that thing was everywhere. Yeah, I watched every episode of it. I thought it was really cool. Like it's it's very unique. It's going to be weird to see what they do with the second season because you know, big shocker, Netflix decided to greenlight it after it became their almost their most watched show. Uh, Number two, which is you know good storytelling. Uh, It's uh, the Spanish bank robbery one with the worst name in history, Money Heist, which. I just I hate that fucking title. It's such a bad name. But it. yeah, it's it's cool storytelling. It's yeah, it's I mean, five seasons in forty one episodes. I think I've watched like the first six, and yeah, it's just a, a bunch of different heists with the crazy ass crew of uh, robbers. Uh, I was shocked and happily surprised to see what was actually the number one most watched show according to this article and the the data they pulled. It was another Netflix show. It was a oh. season. It was a show that came back for. To finish off its sixth season, the second half of its sixth season, and it's got you know probably the coolest main character in all of television lately, 
which is Lucifer. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, the most watched, most binge show of 2021, according to this article in Forbes, was Lucifer. God damn which, it. I thought this was all leading to the best one, which is Invincible. And it didn't. I thought that's where you were going. Yeah. I am angry. And it wasn't even on the goddamn list. Neither what was, the fuck is wrong with neither was Letter Kenny, and I'm sure that upsets you too. Yeah. Hey, nothing right a- that. nothing Amazon. Yeah. Nothing Amazon even cracked the top 21. So, yeah. Oh, go fuck yourselves. Everybody. It's literally Netflix, Disney Plus, Apple TV, and Hulu. So Apple TV. Apple TV. An- interesting Real. point. Ted Lasso was everywhere. Yeah. And everyone who bought an Apple device got a year of Apple TV free with it, too. So access yeah. wasn't an issue. So if you're someone who buys an iPhone every year, you got a year of Apple TV for free with it and stuff like that. Now, an interesting thing right now is I guess Nielsen has got a way to do streaming metrics now. And they said that Daredevil has become one of the top stream shows on Netflix yep. as of late because of, you know, our good friend, the Kingpin returning and a really good lawyer that we saw in the movies. Willie, are you yeah. okay? Are you, yeah, you need a moment? yeah, I saw the article too. Yeah. Daredevil has taken a giant spike where people have gone back to rewatch that show. Cause well, it's a version of that is now somehow canon in the MCU. We don't know how exactly yet, but yeah, we got two of the actors back and I actually love it. Cause yeah, they actually showed that the Vincent D'Onofrio did a slightly different version of his Kingpin. So it's not exactly the same one for the Netflix show. Like he has the the cane with the big diamond on the end of it. So it is a slight variation, even though, I mean, yeah, we, we know it's it's Charlie Cox. It's Vincent D'Onofrio, two of the best actors ever, you know, to strap in for a comic book property. And we got them both back. So, yeah, I, I could I could see a whole bunch of people wanting to go back and rewatch Daredevil. Plus, it's just such a fucking good show. Like that was the one like, I mean, it's it was great that Netflix kicked off with that one. It sadly made some of the other ones seem, you know, a little weak by comparison. But yeah, that Daredevil show on Netflix is so fucking good. It so it might be three of the best seasons of TV of anything I've ever seen, especially fight choreography wise. The fight choreographers on Daredevil are like without compare. Like no one knows it's that good. Like they made that shit look amazing. And they did not work on Iron Fist. <laughs> Haru yeah, is so, saying, did Prime provide any data to the app or they refuse to play? I don't know enough about how this app works to understand. Yeah, there's nothing in the article from Forbes about that, so it is possible that Amazon Prime just refused to even give up any of their data, or that the the TV Time app may be incompatible with Amazon Prime. Yeah, it was it was very specifically yeah, the 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 Forbes article that Dana Feldman wrote was rolling, pulling specifically from one app that apparently went across all these other services, so and, and I've never even heard of TV time, so I don't know where they got the data from. It said they had some some crazy number, like 19 million users or something. So, like, it's not a small subset of society they were using to base this on. So, but I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a fair, I think it's a fair accounting of what was probably some of the most popular shows last year. But yeah, we've seen most of them. Willie, did <laughs> anything stand out to you that they missed? Are you fucking kidding? Invincible! Yeah, it, it would be weird to see what the numbers were for Invincible Watchers, because, yeah, that show did really well. Or The Boys. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah, The Boys. Yeah, yeah, The yeah, Boys. Yeah, the, boys. Sorry. the Boys is good. Hey, it's coming back out. Oh, I can't wait. I know. Yeah. But um, I, I'm, Soldier I'm Boy. Lie. I'm a little surprised Letterkenny isn't on one of these, because I know, I mean, there are a lot of people that watch it. There's a lot of people. The, even, yeah. if my, even if it's not as big, those fans are concentrated 
Like, I have a vanity plate based on Letterkenny. Yeah, but fair. a vanity plate doesn't give more views into an app. That's, I know, you know, but there's a lot. Checking who's watching stuff. I, there's a lot of people with vanity plates based on it. A lot of fucking people. Like, it is fucking nuts. The Sorry, amount Willie. of people that you find out watch Letterkenny. I did not think it was that many, but you go to the subreddit and, like, you find out there's a lot more than you thought. That's true. Let's move on to our final story, though, because it could take a little bit of time. If you recall, last week, Willie had talked about the presumed Game Pass competitor that Sony was working on and given some rumors and some theories as to what might be going on with that. And I think we all kind of said at the end, hey, it's going to be really interesting to see how folks like Nintendo and Microsoft respond to that. Uh, Well, I don't know if it's a direct response, but we sort of got Microsoft's response (laughs) this week. Remember when we thought it was a big deal? They spent, what, seven and a half billion dollars on Bethesda? Yeah, it seemed a bit excessive for a gaming studio. <laughs> What's wrong? I forgot about that. They're like, it's a whole uh, we're the Millers meme. You guys are getting paid. Uh huh. You're getting seventy billion. Hey, I only got seven billion. <laughs> so this week, Microsoft announced their plan. It has not been completed yet, but it will be completed, assuming regulators sign off on it by July of next year. Their plan to spend $68.7 billion. And if you read most tech sites and things like that, they always say around $70 billion or around $68 billion because they don't want to say around $69 billion because they're afraid of the meme responses. So we'll say it here. Around $69 billion to acquire a little company called Activision Blizzard. And I say little sarcastically. Yeah, which, I don't know. Just once again, whoever made that deal for Star Wars, fucking genius. Fucking genius. They got Star Wars, Lucasfilm, and all of the ILM properties for $4 billion. And now we've got $69 billion almost being spent for (laughs) all of the Activision Blizzard games and their back catalogs. I say back catalogs because that's important. Uh, Phil Spencer, who. As part of this, Microsoft also announced a reorg of their games division, with Phil Spencer now being the CEO of Microsoft Gaming, I think is his official title now he was doing interviews and was saying that he expressed interest in resurrecting some of the uh, previous back catalog games from the Blizzard catalog. So there is some hope now we bring back some old games. The running gag right now is, does this mean we're finally going to get StarCraft Ghost? They were supposed to come out in the original (laughs) Xbox. I was thinking, are we actually going to get a, was it a... Warcraft 3, but the actual good version of it. Or StarCraft 3. So for those that aren't aware, let's go through some of the highlights of things right now. And I went to Polygon.com to get the background. Uh, Activision Blizzard, which is the company behind the billion-dollar franchises of Call of Duty and Warcraft, and also the holders of popular PC staples like Diablo and Overwatch, will be sold to Xbox maker Microsoft for $68.7 billion. Now, where this gets interesting is if you look at the welcome graphic, it was showing like characters from Starcraft, from Warcraft, from Call of Duty, and then Candy Crush. Because I didn't realize or I had not noticed before that there is a mobile gaming organization called King who owns Candy Crush that is owned by Blizzard Activision. So effectively, Microsoft has just bought their way into mobile gaming by acquiring Candy Crush. And I thought that wasn't that big a deal until I started looking and seeing how much money Candy Crush still makes. Kind of a big deal that Microsoft got them as well. They did announce this deal, which will face government regulators and an 18-month closing process. Now, this does have big ramifications for the gaming industry as a whole. What do I mean by that? 
Well, Activision Blizzard makes one of the games that, you know, I haven't purchased a copy of in forever, but is widely purchased by gamers every year, that being Call of Duty. This is coming out on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation devices right now. Makes a ton of money based off of microtransactions and things like that. That is one of the things that Microsoft be bringing in-house in addition to a variety of other Blizzard Activision games. Now, we should also point out that part of why this purchase became possible, and if you're not aware, Blizzard Activision is having horrible PR in regards to sexual harassment, gender gender pay disparity, and things like that within the company. The uh, current CEO, Bobby Kotick, I believe, who they've all wanted to get out of the job, has uh, Microsoft phrased as delicately as they could that they have no plans as of right now for him to leave, but it has been leaked to the press that once the acquisition is complete, he's forced out the door, which when you start reading some of the reports that are out there, has a lot of Blizzard Activision employees cautiously optimistic because he was not well-liked within the company for the actions he'd taken and what it had done to the company. It's interesting. There's a lot of news that goes into this one, and I've got a full few articles I wanted to pull up here. Um, so what games does this include that they're getting from Blizzard Activision that will be coming to the Xbox catalog in some way, shape, or form? So this includes cornerstones such as Call of Duty, the landmark MMO World of Warcraft, which is still being made and updated, and people purchasing subscriptions too. Blizzard Entertainment's Diablo and Overwatch franchises, which both have new releases slated for 2023. And then it also includes... Overwatch like, too. Also includes King, the mobile game maker behind Candy Crush. This also includes Activision's back catalog, which is where we get into some interesting things now. Spyro is now an Xbox property. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, owned by Microsoft now, that they just did re-releases of. Meaning that those did well... Who'd be surprised if Microsoft decides they might want to bring back that franchise in some way, shape, or hey, form? Hey, Chris, no one owns the Hawkman. You mean you're not wrong? Uh, uh, imagine if they put Spyro on Game Pass for free. Wasn't that a PlayStation exclusive so always? So here's where well, this will get interesting. No. Is, no, I don't think it was. If this follows the model they did with Bethesda, pretty much the day the Bethesda deal went through, the almost the entire back catalog got put up on Game Pass. And let's not kid ourselves here. A lot of why they're doing this is to purchase the IP and back catalog to put on Game Pass and get people to subscribe. One of the we thro- can't make our own IPs. We'll buy someone who has them. I mean, it works. Yeah. One That's of the throwaway do. <laughs> one of the throwaway lines in this press release that I don't think got enough attention from people is they announced over 25 million Game Pass subscribers. But yeah, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that are subscribing to that. Now, I will specify, uh, Chris, uh, Spyro 1, 2, and 3 did come out for the original PlayStation, just like Crash Bandicoot, who is also owned by Activision, or now Microsoft, or whenever that gets finalized, you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the remastered things, uh, the, those ones were put on multiple things. I see, I'm not yes, wondering about... Games, yeah, but they were owned by Sony. I'm not wondering about Spyro so much. I'm wondering if that includes the entire Skylanders catalog. Yes. yes. Yeah, see, a lot of kids love those games. If all of a sudden that's free to play on Xbox? No one cares about Skylanders No, no one cares about, no one cares about uh, Games to Life. Or was it... Uh, Toys to Life. Toys to Life, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Trends it. gone No one cares right about now. those. Yeah, I mean, the only one I was interested in was the Lego one. and That yeah. didn't last either. Uh, I should yeah, also mention... Cool. should also mention uh, Microsoft alone Crash Bandicoot now, too. You know, the oh, mascot for PlayStation 1? Yeah. Yeah. Which Even is, though it wasn't owned by Sony. Right? <laughs> and made by, so the weird. first games were made by Naughty Dog, 
who yep. continued on to make the Uncharted series. You are correct. New feature-length film coming out in February, I believe. Now, there is Starring also... 12-year-old Tom Holland. There's also an entire back catalog of Activision games that include things like, you know, one of the first blockbuster video games for consoles, Pitfall, that now owned by Microsoft, which is kind of entertaining from a history point of view. Uh, we should also remember that Activision was also doing licensed non-sports games such as Goldeneye, 007, Transformers, Spider-Man, Guitar Hero, and Skylanders. Those are all Microsoft properties now, and there's questions of, hey, does this mean Microsoft's going to get Guitar Hero? Somehow I doubt it, but they could if they really wanted to. And oh yeah, they got a way to make a cheap is pla- still going. If yeah. they figure out a way to make a cheap plastic guitar for four dollars that they can sell for eighty bucks, they just might. And this also includes Call of Duty and the entire back catalog of Call of Duty games, which would presumably be coming to Game Pass. And now there are a lot of questions of, is Microsoft going to make Call of Duty Game Pass day one? Probably yes, because they've said they're going to do that with the Bethesda games. The interesting one that has a lot of people questioning what's going on and has led to a lot of ridiculous behavior on Twitter and Reddit from fans, is Microsoft going to make Call of Duty Xbox exclusive? Now, Can I answer a question with that first? Before you answer that question, I'll point out one thing is Activision signed a deal with Sony through 2025, I believe it is, to have Call of Duty games. But I mean, no, that does, has no effect on my remark. Yeah. yeah, I don't give a fuck. Take it away. I don't give a shit. I have not played a Call of Duty and I don't know how long. Right. And it so, does nothing. So me. I'm in the same boat. I, I will say I have not bought a brand new Call of Duty game in probably a decade. I have bought some used ones when they were down to 10 bucks or less to play the campaign. And that was it. But this is going to do right. something if it comes to Game Pass that I haven't done, which is I would play a Call of Duty game on day one. Because if it's part of Game Pass, why not? I'll fire it up and start playing yeah. the campaign that day. I don't necessarily care as much about the multiplayer aspect of it. But yeah, okay, I'll give it a try. And from another another interesting point here is it also might mean that with Microsoft taking over, you stop seeing the huge crunch to have a brand new Call of Duty game every year. Some high hopes you got there, Chris. Well, so, so okay, here's let me explain why I think that. Go and look at all of the game studios that are now under the Xbox division or the Microsoft banner or whatnot. It's something like 30, 40 plus. Part of what Microsoft wants to do with Game Pass, presumably, is to make it the Netflix of gaming, which is you keep having new content come through so that people stay subscribed. You're not necessarily as worried about having the same type of content yearly. And you have so many studios there, you start saying, hey, we need to have these studios put out a big release every three to four years, and we'll slate for four to five big releases a year as part of Game Pass. And you start seeing where there is potentially time to say, hey, we're not going to worry about doing a new Call of Duty every year. We're going to move it out to every other year or something like that. And then maybe in the off year, we do some some DLC or some multiplayer tweaks to keep it fresh, things like that. Because from an Xbox slash Microsoft perspective, you've got all these other studios. You're not reliant on call of duty, making you all of your money for the year to go and do other stuff. You're reliant on people staying subscribed to your service so that you can keep making weird games. So the fact that they're making this part of game pass and subscription means they've got a bit more flexibility to say, Hey, You remember some of these old Activision Blizzard titles that we really like? And Phil Spencer did an interview where he named a bunch of old properties they'd love to see touched again. Let's give these to some of these other companies that we own now. And let's start making some some old IP that people really liked. And let's bring it back and freshen it up and stuff like that. So I think it's interesting from that regard. I think it's also interesting from a game preservation point of view. Which is they now own this massive back catalog of Act... Or will own the Activision Blizzard back catalog. 
they're going to find a way to put as much of that stuff as possible on Game Pass. Even the old games that are ancient games, which then gets us to the point of, hey, Microsoft is preserving them so people can still play them, which I think is kind of cool. Game preservation has become a very interesting topic as we've gotten through the years. And having that many studios, yeah, I mean, you could really... Yeah, every if you have 36 studios and each one only has to release a game every three years, you could drop a lot of crunch time, hopefully, for you know compared to what some of those gaming studios do. It makes you wonder, though, because now Microsoft would own Halo Infinite, which is now their shooter and their Battle Pass game, and own Call of Duty. Does one of them get dumped on and not get the resources that the other one does? No. Or do they try to like basically combo them and make sure that they're both of those games are learning from each other and getting better together? Probably the second, because think about it from their perspective right now. The way Microsoft has handled most of these studios they've bought, they keep them fairly independent of each other, which is, hey, keep working on these projects, things like that. But they do share tech, like uh, the technology they use for doing like water and stuff in Sea of Thieves. Like they took that and applied that to other games that Microsoft owns. Because if mm. people have played Sea of Thieves, like, the, the water motion and how they handled water in the game. It's gorgeous looking. So they've applied that to other games. I assume we would see something similar here, which is, hey, this piece really worked well out of Halo Infinite. How could we apply that to Call of Duty or vice versa? I don't think we're going to see them say, hey, we bought Call of Duty, which is a multi-billion dollar franchise that tons of people play, and we're going to basically nerf it to get people to play Halo. Yeah, which, I mean... We know we've seen like executives make decisions like that before where something, you know, gets You're bought correct. by something else and then gets destroyed, which, yeah, I mean, I can't see them doing that with Call of Duty just because it would lose them so much money. So, but while man, Phil Spencer, if that happened, while Phil Spencer <laughs> is the CEO of the games organization or whatever at Microsoft, I don't see that happening because Phil Spencer, look at the interviews and things that he's done there and everything is bad about, I want people to be able to play games on whatever device. I don't care what it is. It's all about being able to play games and he wants to keep a steady flow of things out there. So I don't see that being the case while Phil Spencer's in charge based off of how he's talked in interviews. If Phil Spencer gets promoted out or takes a new gig outside of there, I don't know because they haven't really started showing who the successor to Phil Spencer is going to be. And I do think one thing we do have to bring up is in regards to all these acquisitions and the expansion of the gaming division and Xbox, Phil Spencer gets talked about a lot. The person that doesn't get talked about as much that probably deserves a lot of credit also, and this is weird, we're going to be giving credit to CEO here. Bill Gates. Bill Gates for founding things. But in all seriousness, (laughs) the current CEO of Microsoft, Satya Nadella, when he came in, there was conversation about, is he going to shut down the Xbox division? Because it doesn't make much money. In fact, it was a money loss for them at one point in time. And his conversations with Phil Spencer about the future of what they wanted to do led to him saying, okay, we're going to put Phil in charge of things and we're going to expand. We're going to acquire new studios. We're going to invest in streaming platforms and things like that. And they saw a way to expand things. Now, let's also keep in mind that Microsoft makes so much money off of Office and the Azure cloud and things like that, that they can afford to do these things that losing money in gaming, not as big a deal. Kind of similar to how... The Wii U didn't really affect Nintendo because the Wii did so correct so yeah. well. Yeah, they that sold did, that so wasn't many even of one. Yeah, they sold so many of one unit that this the next yeah the add on to the unit was like eh we can lose a couple billion dollars we're fine. So we're in interesting waters right now with Microsoft buying up another big set of companies for almost ten times the valuation of what they paid for Bethesda that has <laughs> impact. There's a lot and. 
how do I express this the right way without saying derogatory? Cause I don't mean to, there's a lot of people that play video games that they buy their console. And there's one of two games they buy each year on repeat. It's Madden and it's call of duty. Yep. We're not those, we're not those type of gamers folks in here, but there are a lot of folks. That's what they play. Most of the time is Madden and call of duty. And they'll sprinkle in some other stuff here and there. Microsoft not buying EA yet. There's a rumor that people think they'll do it, but I don't think they can because that might bring regulators into play. But Microsoft buying Call of Duty brings us to an interesting point of, hey, this is a game that is on PlayStation, it's on Xbox, it's on PC. How does this change the distribution model on two of those? And for Sony, what does it mean? And there's Sony had come out and said uh, to the Wall Street Journal, said, we expect that Microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games are multi-platform. There was something similar that came out when the Bethesda acquisition happened that anything they'd signed a contract for would continue to be multi-platform, but they then announced Starfield, which had no deals in place, Xbox PC exclusive. That's where we potentially are with Activision Blizzard, which is, okay, I think it's a deal they have through 2025 with Sony for Call of Duty. What happens in 2026? Year, that's the year I'm really looking to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. What happens that's in 2026? Because like, I know they had a phone call to, so I saw something, I don't know how it was, I saw it on Reddit somewhere where Phil Spencer, yeah, talk to my talk to Sony, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to continue to keep releasing Call of Duty. Now, is that contractually till it's done, or and some of these things you, you have, have to, to you have to phrase this way while the deal isn't approved and regulators are still doing things. Yeah. If you say something prior to regulators approving, that, oh no, we're going to pull all those from Sony, then they may look at things differently. Now, what's the exact quote? Uh, Phil Spencer done an interview with uh, Bloomberg and said, quote, it's not our intent to pull communities away from that platform. And we remain committed to that, that platform in regards to Sony, the PlayStation. Now, were I Sony right now, this is me going, okay, I know I have until 2025 at the latest to expect we're going to have a Call of Duty game. Time to resurrect one of my old shooter franchises. Yeah. New kill zone. New kill zone, yes! new resistance, something <laughs> like that. Resistance. Yes. Yeah, yes. This is this was so good. Exactly. Now, were I someone who headed up the Sony Game Studio and things like that, this would be me going, hmm, this is a big shot across our bow. It's time we need to figure out our own shooter that we 100% own that we yeah. can put out there that may ease that sting to some people if Game Pass gobbles up Call of Duty in 2025 and makes it so you can't play there. It's entirely possible. Microsoft could decide looking at the numbers right now. Hey, we make this much off microtransactions going through there. It's worthwhile to keep being multi-platform. But the question I would have is you just spent almost $70 billion on buying a game studio. Why would you not bring all of these things in house to your own devices? Oh, multiple studios. Yes. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it it becomes that question of like, you know, Sony owns the right to Spider-Man, but do they make more money by having him in Marvel films? They own the rights to the film version of Spider-Man. There you go. But yeah. So yeah, if if shutting down Call of Duty on PlayStation brings Xbox more money than letting those transactions come through from the PlayStation store, maybe they do pull Call of Duty. And so, see, here's where the shoe's on the other foot when it comes to that thought. Remember, Microsoft bought Mojang, who makes Minecraft. Minecraft's still available on every device you can think of out there. Although I think they've now tied it to a Microsoft login. So in theory, you can get achievements while playing on your Switch, which is interesting. (laughs) That is weird. But yeah, it it yeah, if anybody's yeah, running running game studios over at Sony, yeah, they should definitely be just hunkering down and going, Okay, we have five years to replace Call of Duty, possibly. Well, and then it makes you also wonder who might Sony acquire in this time. 
Yeah. Well, and worst case scenario, if in five years they come out with a really damn good shooter, whether or not it replaces Call of Duty, they've got a really damn good shooter. Right. And there's a lot of people now that are just like, oh, Sony should sign, should make a deal with Phil Spencer to put Game Pass on PlayStation. I don't think that's happening, folks. Now, I think it'd be awesome no. if it happened from a gamer perspective, because let's say Willie really wanted to play Halo one day. I know you probably don't. We're using this as an example. If he wanted to play Halo, he just launches up the Game Pass app, subscribes for a couple months on his PlayStation, and plays Halo on it. Now, a lot of people are also going, wow. how's Microsoft going to do this? Well, because when it comes my to... my brain a little bit. Right? If I went to the Sony PlayStation Store and downloaded the Game Pass app? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now, th- there was a question. I've seen this float around on Reddit. A lot of people have talked about it is, okay, so... They're going to put Game Pass on my PlayStation. How am I going to play these games? Because the architecture is a bit different between the Xbox and the PlayStation. Are they going to make different builds of the game when it's PlayStation-specific versus an Xbox and PC-specific? No, friends. Here's what they're going to do. They've invested how much money into building up game streaming? They're just going to make it so if you want to have Game Pass on your PlayStation, you're just streaming it from one of the Xbox servers to your PlayStation. And you play that way if that's the path they want to go. That's what I could see them doing. Do I think they're going to do it? No, because I don't think Sony's going to make that deal. I think they are more likely to potentially get Nintendo to sign a deal on that, but I think that's like a 2% chance versus a 1% chance for Sony. Will, you look like you have thoughts. You're giving me a look. Uh, 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 I'm surprised <laughs> this company was worth it. That's what I'm... Because re- with all the controversies... There's that's what made it drop in value. Yeah, so that's I'm, still I'm, all. That's still over. Just look at just the Blizzard IP, like just the Blizzard IP. That's a lot of money making shit there. Motherfuckers are still there's still people out there that come home from work and spend four hours a night playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. Like still, still, and those people are buying in-game items. Like, so I own for, a lot of popular IP. So Willie, for comparison, just so you can get an idea of how they might have gotten that valuation. I just Googled how much did Activision, how much was Activision Blizzard's annual revenue for 2020? Uh, 8.9 billion, 8.09 billion dollars. So, yeah, so the, the you could theoretically pay this off in nine years if it stays at that steady level. Yeah, that's Fair not enough. a bad investment. But uh, yeah, Chris, I forget when they started doing this on Overwatch, but you had to have a Blizzard uh, sign in for Correct. they start doing that. And uh, you had to make a whole new name. You couldn't just use your PlayStation name. I guess you could make it so it's the same thing. But you want to guess what name I put on Overwatch? Willie Nelson? No. Willie Syphilis? No, no. (laughs) Who told you I have syphilis? Was it a doctor? You did. A doctor like me? Yeah. Dr. Willie Nelson told me you had syphilis. Oh, no, that got cleared up. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, no, no. My name on uh, Overwatch right now, which I've only played it a handful of times since then, is Blizz Sucks. <laughs> and it's, it's still up there. It's still up yeah. there. They have not pulled it down. I mean, so Overwatch 2, I think they also now own the uh, e-gaming league that was developed for Overwatch now, too, once this deal goes through. Yeah, I was going to say, guys, Overwatch has its own gaming league. Like, Fuck that. There no, are I'm international... There are international players of a game. Like, yeah, when you talk about buying an IP, Overwatch is fucking huge. There is no space between the word over and watch. It's one word, Overwatch. So calling it the OWL, the Overwatch League, is makes no <laughs> sense. It's one word. You can't put initials for the into the same. It makes no fucking sense. You're just sense. bitter because you had the Overwatch Wrestling League. 
Exactly, which is <laughs> O-W-L, three separate words. So Haru brings up a couple points in the chat room I wanted to talk about, too. He said, uh, they said, rather, they could also raise back more quickly if they clean out some of those problematic employees. That's presumably yeah. what's going to happen. I mean, Bobby Kotick is gone once it's done, once the deal is done, supposedly. Now he gets his golden parachute, which sucks considering the behavior that guy had happened. But I don't yeah. imagine that Microsoft is going to be keeping the problematic folks and will probably be coming in and cleaning house. Also keep in mind, there are two former Microsoft execs that are high level positions over at Blizzard right now. Uh, oh God, I always forget the guy's name. The, but two folks that came from high level Microsoft positions that were now heading up like uh, World of Warcraft and Overwatch, I think it was, or something like that. And I'm probably screwing that up. Someone send us a message in chat if I screwed it up. But Phil Yabara and someone else whose name I'm forgetting are pretty high up there. Um, Haru also brought up a point, which I hadn't gotten to yet, which may also make some of this valuation interesting, is that Take-Two, uh, the company that does uh, 2K games and things like that, bought Zynga this week for $13 billion, and that went through right after this was announced. Wait. Isn't Take Two the Grand Theft Auto people? Yes. As well? So now they own all of the Zynga mobile games. games. You lead with the 2K games? Yeah. Well, I was just what I was thinking off the top of my head. Sorry. Wait. Fair now enough. we're going to get Grand Theft Auto Five on everybody's cell phones? Well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> if, the thought if here, I've seen how they've been putting out games recently, it ain't going to run well. Ain't going to run well. I mean, but the thought <laughs> here is this is the new ground is people trying to be invested in traditional gaming, mobile gaming and all over the place. You'll see the term, the metaverse thrown around. I don't think that applies here, but the press is loving to throw it around, which is weird, but it's very interesting. There's a lot that has to be flushed out between now and July of next year, because Microsoft said this would close by the end of their fiscal quarter that ends in July of next year, which means it could happen sooner, but I assume regulators are going to want to get involved. And I did actually see some politicians that were tweeting ignorance about how video games work. Oh, so like Jack Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Not, not Jack Thompson specifically, but some folks about how hey, Jack Thompson go fuck yourself. Right. Well, some people asking questions about what this means for the industry as a whole, without realizing that, you know, Microsoft's acquisition is probably good in some regards to cleaning out the shitty behavior at Blizzard Activision. Also, oh, they're cleaning out the swamps. Yeah, hopefully. So, okay, I, I am an Xbox gamer, and I will go on record that I like how Phil Spencer runs things. But one of the things that he's talked about a lot is accessibility for gaming, gaming for all, and respect for other people and things like that. You don't hear a lot of stuff coming out of Microsoft's game division about problems with sexual harassment, gender pay disparity, things like that, like you were hearing at Blizzard. Does it happen? I don't know. It might. But they've done a very good job of at least keeping it so that people aren't talking about it. Let's assume that everything is right there. They're running things the right way. One would hope that they then carry over and put how they run things over top of Activision Blizzard. There's a lot of talented people still there that with proper management and, you know, a decent place to work can probably be putting some cool stuff out. So I'm curious to see how that shapes out for things. And I'm curious to see how many heads roll the day that uh, acquisition goes through. I hope heads will roll. Get the fuck out of here. No one wants you. No one wants you in this planet. Well, I Get mean, the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. And if you aren't aware, just go and Google you. some of the scandals and the things that came out about Blizzard specifically. There is a lot of shitty behavior going on there. A lot of like frat boy behavior and obvious pay disparities. And it was a shitty situation. And reading some of these stories that have been published about this, there are a lot of excuse me, there are a lot of current Blizzard Activision employees that have expressed 
cautious optimism of the current leadership leaving, fresh leadership coming in and cleaning some of these things up. And I should also point out that uh, Blizzard employees are also actively trying to unionize right now, and they have said that this will not alter their their unionizing plans. So that'll also be interesting to see how Microsoft works with, negotiates, whatever, in regards to the potential formation of a union in a company they're going to own and what that could mean for the industry as a whole. There is a lot going on here, and it's fascinating. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, some of these. Yeah, some people need to talk to some of these people at Blizzard, saying, "Hey, it's not okay to go down the aisleway with a helicopter going on." Right. That's true. You can't be Rick Flaring at work, man. That's all we're saying. I, I'm I'm really curious to see where it goes. Do I think this means Xbox will be number one gaming console? No. And people that are indulging in this fanboy console warring stance on things, that's dumb. It's interesting to see how things shake out and you don't want one company to go out there and crush everyone else and be the only one because you want these companies to push each other with new releases and doing new stuff because that's how innovation happens. But people that are out there be like, oh my God, it's the end for Sony now. You're full of shit. It's not oh, the end yeah. for Sony. Uh, yeah. Look at me. I don't give this does. This acquisition does nothing for me. At first I was like, oh no, wait, wait, what do they have that I play? The only games I buy yearly that I can think off the top of my head are two different, uh, two different titles: Jackbox, Jackbox, <laughs> and and now uh, probably this year is going to be the fourth year in a row. The uh, Dark Pictures Anthology. Yeah, that's it. That's the games I buy yearly. Plus, yeah, I mean, if anybody's silly enough to think that Sony's in trouble, they have Amazing Spider-Man Two coming. They have Wolverine coming, and they just did a little Spider-Man movie that became the fourth most money grossing film of all time i think sony's okay well once again this is that's sony pictures and yeah sony, but i'm saying sony entertainment's different games Those as a corporation with money in the bank sony's doing they're okay they're, they're they're not hurt <laughs> the interesting way i've seen Don't it described like is that people seem surprised that microsoft finally decided to start throwing their money around and this goes back to even the zenimax acquisition for bethesda is that everyone's like, oh, Microsoft doesn't have games. They need to get games. Microsoft goes, okay, we got this big dick energy for all the money we got. Yeah, we're going to buy this. Games. Then we're going to buy this. So it's been very interesting to people like, Microsoft needs games. And as soon as Microsoft gets games, Microsoft should have homegrown these games. Well, you said they yeah. needed games. They got the games. That's just, that's <laughs> just the internet bitching to bitch because yeah. that's what the internet does is the internet bitches. Take Call of Duty. I don't care. Haru's in the (laughs) chat room says Diablo 3 is the only Blizzard game I currently own, and it's for Switch. I have it on Switch, and I have it on Xbox. I really enjoy it. It's a fun game. Uh, Diablo 4 will eventually be coming. It'll be interesting to see, uh, side note as we close this out, because I keep tangenting a lot. Does (laughs) WoW come to Xbox? Because we've seen Xbox has been updated for keyboard and mouse capability for many games. That's fair. So you could do it. Like, when I played Halo Infinite on the streaming version... It asked me if I wanted to use my keyboard and mouse or my Xbox controller I had plugged in. I thought it was interesting. Listen, listen. Who plays WoW with the vanilla hood? HUD? Nobody. That's you fair. have to have all those mods to put on all that extra shit. That's fair. That's what you got to do, my man. And plus, I don't even want to think about playing WoW with a controller. No, I'm good on that. Right. No, no, no. That's the only reason I'm yeah. saying is I don't want to play with controllers. So I, I guess ever. the better way of expressing it is does when they get WoW... When it's folded under Game Pass, wow. Game Pass for PC also exists. It's even a separate product. You can get it outside of regular Game Pass if you don't have an Xbox. 
instead of paying your monthly subscription fee, is it just included as part of Game Pass for PC or does a WoW subscription continue to be separate? Because there's a value proposition there. I, I don't know. What's WoW cost per month? 10 bucks? Is that what it is? 10, I, 20 bucks? I think I it's 10 bucks, yeah. Game Pass for it's, PC. It's been a while. $15 a month, I think is what it is. So if that includes your WoW subscription, it could just be as simple as a lot of these subscribers go, I'll save five bucks a month in theory by going to subscribe to Game Pass for PC. And then I have access to these other things like Gears of War, Halo, Call of Duty, stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes user behaviors. I will say my personal hope with Microsoft owning this now is that we get, you know, Starcraft 3. I would love to see a Heroes of the Storm, a new version of it, which I don't think is going to happen, but I'd love to see it. I would also love to see, uh, and I said this facetiously, one of the games I always wanted in the original Xbox, it got delayed forever and eventually canceled after like 15 years, Starcraft Ghost. It's become a meme in and of itself. You're going to have tons of studios, tons of developers, tons of money. Let's do Starcraft Ghost for real. Wait, uh, put how it much, out. Yeah, yeah, how much is the new, Game Pass new, right now, Chris? Uh, so Game Pass regular and Game Pass Ultimate, I honestly don't know what it is because I just buy a year's worth every Christmas when I can get it on sale for 22 bucks for four months at a time. I want to say it's... Okay. I don't know. I can but do yeah, some like Google Foo. Wow, subscription has the same type of thing where like if you get the six months, it's twelve ninety nine a month. If you buy a year, it's blah blah blah. But yeah, the regular straight up cost is fourteen ninety nine a month. So if your World of Warcraft subscription costs you the same as Game Pass, and Game Pass now includes your World of Warcraft subscription. So like yeah, that's but we don't know what yeah, PC no, Game if, Pass if it does. PC Game Pass, so if you're buying just for the PC version of Game Pass, doesn't give you cloud streaming and stuff, is $9.99 a month. So if they folded WoW into their $9.99 a month subscription yeah. service for Game Pass for PC, you would save $5 a month off your subscription, and then you'd be able to play all of the PC games they've made part of the Game Pass catalog. That kind of sounds like what yeah. the uh, WWE Network did with like, yeah, you Similar. can pay this much, but yeah. you get all the pay-per-views. You get the pay-per-views, yeah. 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 I hated, like. I hated the UFC Fight Pass because the WWE Network was so much better. It's like I can pay, you know, ten bucks a month and I get the pay per view, which at the time WWE was putting out a pay per view every month, if not two a month. It's like, yeah, you're saving. Sometimes you're saving one hundred and twenty dollars in a month by just getting the network. So for comparison here, since we were talking about those subscription fees, there's the three tiers of Game Pass. There's a console only one that's nine ninety nine a month. There's the PC-only version that's $9.99 a month. And then there's Game Pass Ultimate, which combines the PC and console versions of it, gives you Xbox Live Gold for free, gives you Cloud Play, and also gives you access to EA Play on both Xbox and PC. So you get a bunch of EA games, and it will also be including Ubisoft games because they made a deal with Ubisoft for some stuff too. So How much is that third one? The Game Pass Ultimate's 15 bucks a month. Ubisoft pissed me off just recently. That's not what bad. was it? What was it? And that continues. Oh, yeah. Fuck Ubisoft. Go fuck yourselves, Ubisoft. They released <laughs> Monopoly Family Fun Pack and Monopoly Plus. Now, Monopoly Family Fun Pack has Monopoly Plus along with Monopoly Deal. That's within the Fun Pack. But Monopoly Plus as a standalone does not talk with the Monopoly Plus in the Monopoly Family Fun Pack. So if two people have both those individually, they cannot play together online because those are two separate games. Even though they share the same DLC, if you buy one for the DLC, you get one for the other one. Yeah. And it makes no sense. The same title. 
Oh, yeah, fuck you, Ubisoft. Go so, fuck yourself. So to put a to tie up this Game Pass discussion there, don't forget the one thing I also should have mentioned when it comes to a value proposition is we talked about they have the Xbox All Access service. Remember when those came out, it was you could combine two years of Game Pass and a new Xbox Series S or X for a monthly fee per month that actually the math worked out to being cheaper than buying them all separately. So you can also yeah. still do that, which is, oh, I'm ready to get into Game Pass. I'm going to buy a Series S via All Access and get two months of Game Pass Ultimate and my Xbox. And I think the math worked out to being $40 cheaper than if you bought them separately for two years worth of time. So they have that going on also. So there's an interesting proposition there. And I think they also have an interesting play with the series S here, which is say you do make some of these things, Xbox specific, but PlayStation players want to play it. Still the series S for 300 bucks. And it's been on sale for two seventy nine as of late makes a fairly compelling second console. If you want to be a multi-console home. I mean, yeah, like, like I said, these, none of these acquisitions, but there's the Activision. They don't really bother me all that much. Now, when they go into it and they buy, uh, I don't know. Oh man, what what would be what would be out of the out of the realm of possibility? Let's say they bought they bought Valve. Holy, fuck, that would that would be now that would be something. Supposedly they, they tried many years ago. If you believe the rumors, I don't know. I'll believe it. Yeah, that'd be, and they would actually release Half Life Three. Yeah. <laughs> It actually coming out. Although I did hear uh, to bring it back uh, to PlayStation VR, I did hear the was it Half Life Alex the VR game it will be available on the PlayStation VR too. I think I heard. I thought I'd sure seen I something that. about that, but yeah. now I'm not sure if I'm Here. just misremembering or not. Yeah, where's Half Life Three? That's what really matters. Get the fuck yeah. out of it with this VR game. No offense. <laughs> so I thought it was an interesting story for us to bring up, and I think we had to bring it up because it's. One uh, of the biggest, if not the biggest, purchases of companies in the video game landscape that I can think of. And it makes, the one point I didn't mention is it makes then Microsoft the number three game publisher behind Tencent and Sony. So the people are like, oh my god, this is going to kick Sony's ass. Makes Microsoft so big. They're still behind Sony when it comes to publisher size. And console sales. Yes. And console sales. That is also correct. But... Yeah, that, they need to do this just to catch up. Well, also keep in mind, Microsoft's kind of changed their model. They don't necessarily care as much about console sales if you're sure. going to subscribe and play on whatever other devices you have. In Microsoft's ideal world, they put a Game Pass app on your Apple TV, on a Roku, on your Nintendo Switch, on your PlayStation, on your PC, and you pay your 15 bucks a month just to play on whatever hardware you have. I mean, yeah. the, the interesting thing here is you can do game streaming of Xbox series games to your Xbox one right now, the way this works. So if you have like, say a launch day, Xbox one, and you're a game pass subscriber, you can stream these games that would be series X specific to your Xbox one, because it's not doing any of the work, the servers and the cloud are. It's so it's interesting. Really? Did I break your brain? Not really. Okay. You were giving me a weird <laughs> look. So I was concerned. No, I just oh. wish I can play guardians of the galaxy. I still just sitting over there. You gotta get yourself your PS5 so you can play. I had a bug in that yesterday. Finally, had to restart, restart my load in the fight with Lady Hellbender's uh, Dweller in Darkness. My stupid Drax got stuck up on a, on a cliff and wouldn't join the fight. It was very weird. You hear that, Drax? You're stupid. Yeah. It was very annoying. I spent about ten minutes fighting a boss well, where I could not damage it. W Willie doesn't know what you're talking about because he can't play the game. I know. <laughs> Who's Drax? The destroyer. Why is he stupid? He's Dave he Batista. 
Oh, is it because he give other people syphilis? No! So that, that, no. Does, that does wrap up the news here. I just saw we've been recording for an hour and 40 minutes, so we're going to try and... We're going to try and make this a 10 minute wrap up here. For those that aren't familiar, we wrap things up with a little segment called what I'm into. It's when we share with you guys, the geeky and nerdy things we may get into because you may want to go check them out yourselves. And I'll kick things off and say, uh, I'm a bad nerd. Haven't watched book of Boba Fett yet. That's what I'm going to watch after the show today. <laughs> no, just the newest episode. Oh, haven't watched that. Yeah. Um, what I did do instead is I became strangely addicted to, I talked about the sh- last week on the show, that Netflix program, Baking Impossible, which combines engineering and baking. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the finale now. I've just had so much fun with it. Like the last episode I watched, they had to make cars that they then crashed and had to build like crumple zones and stuff using cakes and things like that, so that the uh, the dummy inside wouldn't get damaged too badly. It was fantastic. What? I enjoyed the hell out of it. What does this yeah, what crumple zones? Whatever. Yeah, I love crumple zones. On a cake. It's actually a fantastic show. I've really enjoyed it. It's a show that if you have a family with young kids, anyone could watch because much like some of these other competition shows like Face Off and stuff like that, the people aren't like reality TV drama fed. It's all like, hey, we're all on the same team. We're building cool stuff and it's lighthearted. It's fun and there's no ridiculous over the top drama. So Baking Impossible on Netflix. I'm really late to it. Really enjoyed it. And I am going to finish that up this afternoon then watch Book of Boba Fett. Um, I played a little bit of guardians of the galaxy and I was going to start playing or continue my playthrough of Pokemon Pearl on the switch. But then I realized that a uh, Pokemon legends Arceus comes out this week, which I am going to be playing. I believe it's on Friday. Earlier reviews are out on it from people that got early copies and it looks intriguing. And people are saying it's not the same Pokemon formula, which is something I think is desperately needed. So hmm. I'm, cautiously optimistic they've described it as like a blend of pokemon breath of the wild and another game that's escaping me at the moment listen uh, if you want to play a better pokemon game than pokemon play nino nino kuni uh you can play either how dare you one call me that one. uh the first one is nino kuni the wrath of the white witch i want to say i think it's the subtitle and they did get a remake because it only came out on the ps3 but i think it did get a remake for the PS4 and Switch, possibly Xbox. I'm not okay. sure off the top of my head. But yeah, you yeah you can catch monsters and you fight with them, or you can just be your character fighting these monsters too. You can punch them right in the fucking face. Haven't you wanted to take a, a Machamp on? Like, all right, four, all right, Gore, motherfucker. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to slam you. I don't care all your muscles. No, because it to. would kill me. I want to fight him. Well, yeah, I'll if you him. read the damn descriptions that are co- contradictory from game to game. Regardless, uh, the new Pokemon Legends Arceus game looks pretty cool. I'm looking forward to playing it based off of earlier reviews I had seen. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'll be picking that up. Or rather, it gets delivered to my house on Friday. So, Friday after work, I'll probably play it. It'll be great. Uh, what else have I been getting into? Played some Guardians. Read some comics. Been working on some projects around the house. I've got some frames that I got that are designed to fit comic books with some of the cool comics I've bought lately. I plan on hanging on my wall down here and rotating out some of the old toys I've got hanging out on my wall. So I'll probably end up selling those to one of the local comic book shops or something like that. Some of the toys I'm getting rid of. So don't forget to balance and rotate your toys. That's right. <laughs> are your toys vulcanized? I have a Vulcan toy, I think, somewhere. <laughs> you know, some of them are. But for those that aren't familiar, this space I'm in right here, like the entire 
it, there's a ring around the top of the room that is all just action figures and stuff I've bought over the years that it was cheap art. So I used little push pins into the drywall and hung a bunch of action figures off the walls. So you have a halo of heroes. I almost do. I haven't completed the ring. There's there's a come gap. on, man. I worked on that alliteration, man. Give me some credit. Even Bachman, I saw the look in his face. He was even so, impressed with that. Hold on, Stanley it's like would, Stan, we would like that one. It's like Zeta Halo in the Halo game, where a big chunk of it got blown out. So yes, I do have a Halo of go. heroes. See, I'll I take it. You. I helped you. I'll take it. I even have. Some, I did. I got some Halo figures right here over my left shoulder, like a, for instance. Hi. Here's here's the master because it's McFarlane toys and they make awesome figures. Oh, I wish take it out the and pose it. Toys. God damn it. Rip it open. Pose it but, like a mother. But Willie, if I hang, if I do that, I'm fine with letting toys breathe. I don't have a problem with that. It doesn't yeah. hang on my wall. Then why a lot of these are still in the box is they have these nice hooks on them. So I can put a yeah. push pin in the wall and just hang it on the wall and it's wall art. But Master Chief is begging to let those 24 inch pythons show through. I got a Cortana figure right next to it. I'm not going down a joke that I was thinking of. And then a Halo 4 Master Chief right over top. Of course Master Chief's on top of Cortana. (laughs) He's a top. (laughs) No, I wasn't going that. No, he's definitely not a top. (laughs) Cortana pegs him, and you know it. I got got the exclusive Agent Venom figure you can only get at Walgreens sitting on the wall back there. It's pretty cool looking. You have a Flash Thompson action figure? What's wrong with you? It's actually really cool looking. Because the agent, <laughs> let's be honest, the Agent Venom costume was badass. It is yeah, a badass. I would definitely costume. agree with that. Yeah, it was badass. There's agent a, Venom is better than the Venom movies. That's fair. There's all sorts of figures here. I got a Zatanna up there. I've got an Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite. I got a Brit, Dr. Britt Baker Chase figure that I found. Do you have a Jackie Daytona figure? I don't have a Jackie. They don't make a Jackie Daytona. That's an figure. excuse. I, don't, I didn't come here for excuses. I came here for results. Did you finally get caught up to know who Jackie Daytona is? Not at all. Uh, Not at all. Who the fuck is Jackie Daytona? Human bartender. He's regular human bartender. Oh, so he's not abnormal human bartender. He serves one human alcohol beer. Yeah, it reminds me of Killer Clowns from Outer Space when uh, in the very beginning someone was buying beer brand beer. Mm. Mm. I believe that character was uh, played by Christopher Titus. (laughs) Uh, But that's what I've been getting into. We'll toss things over to Bach. What you been getting into, sir? Uh, so yeah, we finished Lock and Key. Uh, we started that Archive 81 that uh, Netflix is kind of just being a little pushy about trying to get everybody to watch, which actually is an interesting show so far. Uh, it's kind of like a, a murder mystery done in uh, a guy that's archiving videotapes from a building that burned down. <gasps> and so like each time he you know cleans up a tape and watches it, he finds out more information about the, this weird past event and a whole bunch of crazy shit going on. It's, What's it's an called interesting again? show. It's called Archive 81. That kind of reminds me of that the horror movies, VHS. It kind of reminds me of that. A little bit like that, except those were anthologies, yeah. and this is one yeah. solid story going all the way through. Okay. But yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I've been uh, working on my rewatch of The Clone Wars. Okay. Uh, I think halfway through season three now, because I've never watched the, the final season that they added to The Clone Wars. So oh, nice. I've been watching through that. So yeah, because I was like, oh, I could just jump in last season. It's like, nah, I'm going to go back and watch the whole thing. And I've actually caught a couple episodes where I think like maybe, you know, I was watching in the middle of an afternoon and took a nap and missed like three episodes until like I've seen something happen. It's like, oh, wait, I don't remember this episode. And you know, it was kind of nice to get caught up on all of it. Uh, reading a couple of comics. I read one of the uh, they added a bunch of the Boom Studios Power Rangers comics to the Comixology Unlimited app. So I read the start of the story where the Omega Rangers uh, kidnap Lord Draken from Zardon and go off to fight the Imperials. 
Like you mean just, Zordon? Yeah. Then I say Zordon. Zordon, Zordon, whatever. But yeah, yeah it's, it's weird because you got Power Rangers fighting Power Rangers. But yeah, it's definitely cool artwork. And actually, I went and looked and see to see how many Elder Ones were on the Comicsology app. And then I actually had to go and find a, a list of which order in which to read all of them because. Like, I think five of the volumes are just referred to as Power Rangers Volume 1, which is really fucking unhelpful when you keep relaunching a book over right? and over and over, and then you call the trade Volume 1. Like, that's the whole name. It's like, motherfucker. So, yeah, but I found a reading list, and yeah, there's, I think they added, like, 12 or 15 of just the Power Rangers trades onto the Comixology Unlimited app, so I'm going to read through a bunch of those. And then also I read, uh, there's a new Comixology original called We Have Demons, which weird concept of it's a world where uh basically good and evil light and dark are actual physical substances that have been found on the planet and affect things and they call them horn and halo so the horn is basically demonic anything that's good is halo and it's a a book about like basically demon slayers um definitely worth checking out it's a real fun read there's three issues so far uh if you have the comiXology unlimited app it's technically free cuz it's part of comiXology's original series. Uh it's written by Scott Snyder and artist Greg Capullo. So nice. it's them doing an original book for comiXology, you know, since having uh taken a break from a uh, Batman currently. So yeah, those two together is just awesome. And yeah, it literally has a character that like their whole catchphrase is give evil the middle finger. And there's an actual like storyline reason why in the book, which is really cool. And then yeah, it's, it's Greg Capullo drawing fucking demons. Like it's yeah, some man. of the best shit I've seen him draw since Spawn. So yeah, it's 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 him being able to tackle that world in not quite a superhero way, but there's a reason that people have kind of superhero suits in it as well, which they they thought through to make the design look really cool. But yeah, there's three issues out so far. It's a really fun book, and it's kind of like issues one, two, and three are like a mini trade basically. It's a good like start, middle, end of a story, and it's you know the introduction of a character to the world. But yeah, that one's been really good. Uh, I watched the last duel on HBO Max which was Ooh. better storytelling than I thought nice. it was going to be. Yeah, uh, I was looking forward to that. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon was just the worst haircuts of the 1400s I, ever. That's why I wanted to see it. Yeah, Those it's so ridiculous. But yeah, um, I don't know if everybody knows, but like the storytelling aspect of how the story is told is really well done. When you're watching it and then a change happens in the storytelling, you're like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. And it's it's just a really well done movie. I mean, it's fucking Ridley Scott. Like, of course it's well done. It's just... You know, he was pissed because people didn't want to go see, you know, a, a medieval night rape story, you know, during the COVID times. And yeah, no one was rushing out to the theater to see it, but it is a really good flick. Like, I'm definitely not mad that I watched it. Adam Driver's acting his ass off, of course, because that kid's just a super fucking talented actor. And then, yeah, Ben Affleck mm. and Matt Damon just seem to be having a blast with like the world's worst goatee and mullet combo <laughs> of all time. It's page boy mullet. It's so weird. It's so weird. But yeah, it's 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 a good fucking flick. Um, so yeah, if you got HBO Max, it's worth your time. And it's you know it's not super long. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. And then, yeah, we started some new Lego sets last night while we were uh, watching uh, finishing up Lock and Key. And uh, I did a, I watched Cabin in the Woods again just because I haven't watched it in for over a month, and it seems too long for me to go without watching Cabin in the Woods. So I popped that in, and we fired up the Lego sets. Uh, Jana's doing the uh, ship in a bottle which is really cool. She finished the ship last night and the ship is actually only about this big. But then like she dumped out like the glass pieces and she's like, wait, do all these pieces count as part of the build? Cause some of it is literally just glass that you dump in the bottom of the bottle to look like water. And so, yeah, it's, her, her build has kind of a cheater part where I think about 200 pieces, you don't really build. You just dump them into the bottle. 
And then I started the uh, Central Perk from the Friends cast set, which is awesome because it's an awesome looking set. And it's designed to actually look like the movie set or the studio set of the TV show. Like it has like hosts for, but I'm like, it's not, it's not done as like if it was a real location. It's done as a studio. Yeah. Yeah, the which is cool. And the boom yeah, and you the build lights. up. Yeah, you build up like the underside of the world. Yeah, you have like the the towers on the outside that are holding up lights. Like it's yeah, it's just a really cool build, and it actually comes with. Uh, there's a little uh, square flat panel piece that becomes the menu on the wall, and they actually did like it looks like somebody did chalk writing, and all the drinks are legible. Like it's cool because it's this little tiny Lego piece. It actually has eight drinks on it that you can read that look like it's something that would be in a cafe. <laughs> That's cool. And yeah, yesterday I just built like you know the flat part of the the floor and then the back wall. But building the back wall was all a bag too, and it's like the cappuccino machine and all the little drink machines and all the little stuff that you have on the back wall of a cafe. It's just super cool looking little tiny you know bunch of little pieces I hadn't seen in other parts. You know, just awesome details. It's fucking Lego. They they kick ass at everything. It's amazing. And yeah, pretty much it. I started a project for the house. I got the. I got the uh, Janice Hummingbird present from Christmas hung up on the side of the house where she can see it real easy. I uh, taped down our carpet so they quit moving on us. Got some of those like sticky pads that Velcro to the floor and then Velcro to the underside of the carpet because we got a big carpet in the living room that just every time one of us stepped on it, it felt like you're going to fall on your ass and break your neck. So it's like that motherfucker's getting stuck to the floor. And then stuck the runner in my uh, den here to the floor just because it's the main pathway to the downstairs bathroom. So. We wanted a nice rug in here, and I started hanging up. Uh, re keep. I've, I've been working on reorganizing and putting everything away in the garage because that's still not done. But I got my table and my work desk set up and started putting up my pegboards. I bought a metal pegboard system with eight pieces. I'm going to put up and across my garage wall and got the all the little pegboard hooks to hang stuff from, like my uh, my awesome uh, apron that I got from Tested that uh, Jana got me for my birthday. So I was actually out there, you know, like wearing my apron doing stuff with the power drills and having fun, rehanging doors and stuff. And then, yeah, went to put up my pegboard system. And of the five screws in the first piece of pegboard I put in, the screws that come with it, as I was putting in the like the fifth one, it snapped the fucking top of it off. It's like, really? First one, and the goddamn screw breaks? <laughs> so uh, I might have to go get some smaller uh, screws at Lowe's to just replace the ones that came with the pegboards, because the pegboard themselves are awesome. They're metal. They push themselves out about an inch away from the wall. So you can, you know, once you drill it in, like you don't have to worry about the pegs not going through. There's enough space in the back. But yeah, the, the screws that they came with suck. So I might have to replace those. But yeah, hopefully by the end of this week, I'll have a full eight piece pegboard system up above my work desk. And I can start hanging stuff up there. We got a bunch of like organizing pieces and stuff to hang, you know, my 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 chisels and my my wrenches and stuff. And getting closer and closer to have a fully functioning working garage and then, you know, being able to get the comic books the hell out of the way so Janet can park in the garage, which is all she really wants. So I got to get that shit done. <laughs> get to work, fool. Yep. That's what I've been up to. Mr. Nelson, why don't you finish things up for us? So, uh, still from last time, I'm still playing through Witcher, although I've hit a bump in the road, as you were. Uh, I'm thinking I'm getting near the end of the game, so I was like, alright, let me just try and clear up some of these little side things I didn't really care about, like Gwent. The card game within Witcher 3. I went to a Gwent tournament, which I didn't think was going to be, you know, a bunch of story and stuff in it. But once you start it, you can't stop it without oh, no. it, you know, failing. Oh, I hate and those. I, and 
I mean, I could just lose and be done with it, but I don't want to. I can't. But that's where I've been stuck. I haven't played it for a while. I was like, I'm still stuck in there, and I have to beat three people in a row. I got the first person, which I hear is the hardest match to play in the game. Beat them the first time. I was like, all right, that was actually that easy. She just kind of gave up in the end anyway. And then I got to the next person, and he just fucking obliterated. I was like, fuck. So uh, so after trying that a couple times, I, I kind of haven't gone back to it. So uh, I'm about 100 hours into The Witcher. But even though I'm not playing The Witcher 3, I'm still putting in some hours in The Witcher because something came in the mail for me. It is uh, the Ooh. first Witcher book. Uh, Ooh, nice. The Last Wish. And I just lost the page I was fucking holding on to like a dipshit. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what bookmarks are for, homie. I bought oh, a no, bunch, no, 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 I bought no, a bunch no, no, of no. them in the Kindle store. I have only started reading the first one, I think, so far. I need to get yeah, back the, to yeah, it. Yes, the, this is the one right here. And uh, I got this one in particular because uh, I also like the, um, the, hardback, uh, the hardback to it. And I also enjoyed that uh, it is also illustrated. It's like, yeah, I don't mind a little bit of illustrations in every now and then. Yeah, it sounds fucking awesome. Why would I not do that? And I'm, tr- and I had the fucking page, and I had to lose it. God damn it! <laughs> it's worse than syphilis. Of course it is. Of course it is. Hey, it's my world. I can say what I want. And, that uh, says syphilitic Willie. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, nice little images like Bamo. Yeah. Is that yeah, Jennifer? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Jennifer. I haven't got to that part yet. It's uh, But I'm sure it's fucking Jennifer. Yeah, all the il- illustrations in here um, only use three tones. White, black, and red. And that's all three. Cat, I'm going to take that toy from you because it's too loud. But um, <laughs> I've been playing Witcher. Um, still laughing at my name is Bliss Sucks in Overwatch. Played some more Jackbox last night uh, randomly. And one of the best things happened uh, during the game of Job Job where pretty much people answer questions whatever way they want to. And then after those three rounds of questions, it's going to ask you a question and then pull other people's words of how they answer other questions. And you have to use other words to make a sentence. And Mm -hmm. then the one question was, Deborah is, is really trying to get you to be friends on social media, but you don't want to. How do you react or something like that? And, I you can also use words that are in the question itself to pull down, but the sentence I made that won by far everyone liked it was by piping Deborah in the bathroom. That's how you deal with it, <laughs> <laughs> and it won Jeez. unanimously. Like it, nice. it was great. All right, let me just grab this this little squeaker toy. You can't do that while I'm here. Um, yeah, <laughs> she's going to punish you now. Oh, no, that's the best thing about this cat. This cat plays fetch. Mine does, too. Well, one of mine. Yeah, yeah. I take this little toy, and I throw it. They'll go. I didn't actually throw it. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not going to do that to you. But, um, yeah, yeah. She'll go get it, play with it for a bit over there, and then after a while, bring it back here and drop it on the ground. Yep. Like, at it. And yeah. I go pick it up, throw it again. Does the same thing. Brings it over until it's tired of it. Tally, when right. she's bored, will bring one of her, uh, her knit balls down and drop it in front of my desk while I'm working during the day. And I'll throw it across the room, and she'll do that for about five, ten minutes before she gets bored and takes it back upstairs. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I've been watching probably my best uh, show of the year that is setting a very high bar, just like Willy's Wonderland. 
Uh, nothing surpassed Willy's Wonderland last year. Nothing. Wait, did you watch Pig? No, I haven't watched Pig. So yeah, you uh, got me there. Uh, mm. But I did watch Ghost of the, the Prisoners of the Ghostland, and that Prisoners was of Ghostland. That was just not good. <laughs> I mean, I didn't like it. I don't like stories that are just fucking metaphors. Like, just tell me a story. I don't give a fuck what you're actually trying to tell me. Just tell me. Like, I don't, I don't pay to watch this to think. I pay it for you to tell me what to think. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, watch that. Uh, yeah, Peacemaker. Yeah, I don't, I don't foresee anything beating that. But this is also so far with only four episodes out. It's January twenty uh, third. We're not a month through the year, so we'll revisit this later. Oh, you're fair. I mean, Willie's yeah. Wonderland came out in February, and nothing beat that one, man. Peacemaker so, is pretty fucking good. I would argue that Spider-Man No Way Home is far superior to Willie's. That's uh, no. Uh, to me, Willie's Wonderland is still better. Wow. I had more fun with Willie's Wonderland. Wow. I mean, I was still more amazed at Spider-Man. Oh, dear. But, uh, but yeah, Willie's Wonderland is something new, something fresh. I like it. It, it hit all the parts I really wanted to. Uh, the parts I didn't care for didn't really matter anyway. It was just to get from point A to point B. So who cares? Yeah, but it was worth the it was worth the the destination. But uh, yeah, other than that, did I watch anything else? Oh yeah, I finally watched all of He Man. Did you like it? Yeah, it was alright. I didn't. I mean, I wasn't Wait. really looking for him. Did but... you watch the new He Man or did you watch Masters of the Universe Revelations? You know what the fuck I mean. Shut the fuck up. Two different shows have been released by you Netflix. You know what the fuck I mean. What new He-Man are you thinking of? What new He-Man in the past decade has there been? There's two new He-Man shows on Netflix right now. There was a reboot like a decade ago also. Yeah. Yeah, a decade ago. Over a decade. <laughs> I don't know if it's over. Know if it's a, I know. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean. I watch it. And yeah, I didn't really I didn't really pick up on the, all this stuff of like, you know, the people saying the wokeness to it. I, I didn't fuck. I didn't see it because I didn't give a fuck about it. Yeah, I just went through. I don't see what the problem was like. What, what's her name? Talia? Tila. 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 Yeah, I didn't care about Tila like being in. Like, who, yeah, because it wasn't really all about her because it was a whole ensemble. Everyone Look, had equal time. I think everyone. First I think people would have had different feelings on that show if they hadn't split it in half. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, that was a little weird. I mean, I'm glad I waited that way. I just got all of it right then and there. Because if you didn't, if you watched with the split, it was, oh, cool. We get to see He-Man. Oh, shit. He-Man's dead. Okay, cool. They went to heaven. They're bringing He-Man back. Oh, shit. He-Man's about to die because they stabbed him in the chest and he didn't turn into He-Man. So for a show that's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, you didn't get much He-Man. So I understand. There's a lot of He-Man. When you get to the back half, there's a lot of He-Man. Fair enough. Yeah, it's the front half that didn't have a lot of He-Man. You get so. Cro-Magnon He-Man. That's true. But I'm just Barbarian saying, man. I can understand where some people might have been like, the fuck, I want to watch He-Man. Where the hell's He-Man? And they didn't get much He-Man in the first half. That I sort of get. The people are going off on the woke agenda and things like that. Fuck that. I don't care about that. But I did myself have that little, oh, man, I wanted to see more He-Man. I mean, I've someone pointed this out, and I didn't see it at the time when he-Man just fuck punches Skeletor in the face about blasting off like Team Rocket at the end when he said, it's not about us. Like, I didn't get that. It was like, oh, okay, so I guess it's about uh, Telia? Tia? Tila. No, and it was, I don't even think yeah, that was the it. point there. That. 
The point was it was about Eternia and everything else, not necessarily them always fighting. No, it's about the sorcerers. Sorcerers is what really matters. The one who like because they give us the power. No, no, that's what I I think he was saying that. I think his. I think his point was to Skeletor. Everything's all about beating He Man, whereas to He Man, everything is about I want to save Eternia. So the point he was making to Skeletor is it's not just about you and me fighting forever, basically. Oh, and I didn't also realize that He Man was just the title. Of multiple people, and which was so fucking stupid. Like that's the best name you could give for that title is He Man. Really, it was a series that came out in the eighties to sell toys. He Man sounds good to sell a toy. I know. I mean, hell, at least we still got Festo. I'm fisting as hard as I can, He Man. (laughs) Garmin was there to provide the fisting. Yeah, that was all. That was hilarious. Yeah, I'm curious where they're going. Is there supposed to be a part three? Hasn't been confirmed yet. I mean, I'm all right with it if it comes out like that. What else you got for us, Willie? Uh, other than that, I don't think I got anything else. Probably, I'm probably going to remember something like, fuck, why did I say that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the whole Ubisoft with the Monopoly thing sucks. Oh, yes. I did get Catan for the Switch and played that nice. with some friends the other night. That was fun. We all were on Facebook Messenger video things. We weren't all the same because, you know, snowed in and whatnot. I did yeah, just remember something, and since I've been the one that moves the conversation around, I'll bring it up. Uh, welcome back to John Moxley, three oh, months yeah, yeah. sober to AEW. And for those that aren't familiar, the dude was about to get a title shot, literally walked away to go to rehab because... Sober from... Alcohol. Okay. I can see that going a couple different Yeah, he, he had like a drinking issue. Came back, be, cut uh, a ridiculous promo, dropped an F-bomb on live TV. Fuck yeah, he did. There was a guy that started heckling him. He said, get that guy the fuck out of here or something like that, or get the fuck out of here on live TV, which was kind of cool. But the reason I bring that up is there's a lot of people that the promo he cut hit home to them. I saw a couple people that posted on the wrestling subreddit that, holy shit, that was a great promo. I have an alcohol problem. Maybe I should take care of it. So it actually helped some other people do that. And probably the coolest thing is people took a photo of him three months ago when he was deep in the throes of his alcoholism and compared it to today. The dude shaved like 20 years off, it looks like. He looks so much yeah. healthier. So he I mean, looks it, a lot better. It, it's a really interesting way, and I don't mean interesting in a good way, but it shows what alcoholism can do to you, that this guy that was a professional, professional wrestler in pretty good physical shape looks so different three months sober. Yeah, so congratulations yeah. to him. He looked like he did the change from Dean Andros back to John Moxley again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he the dude looked like he knocked 10, 15 years off and looked yeah. strong and trim and didn't have like... for him, too, because he also just had a kid. Yeah. And he wants to be around for that kid. I, I, don't, I mean, kudos to his wife, too. I mean, she runs her own podcast and stuff, too. But yeah. about the same time he checked into rehab, they moved across the country from Vegas back to Cincinnati, where he's from. So he's in rehab. She's moving across the country with their kid that's like six months with old. With a newborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she has to keep doing her podcast because that's her one of her big revenue streams right now. I was like, man, you got a hell of a family there, Mox. <laughs> nope. Doing it to it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good to see John Moxley back. Even if you're not a professional wrestling fan, it's a cool story and it's cool to see how much better and how much better he's taken care of himself since coming out. So, hopefully, he has the right support mechanisms in place that he's able to continue battling his addiction. After the fact. But that is all I had. Yeah. Did you guys have any final thoughts before I start the outro of things? Willie, we can't hear you. Ah, so nice. It's nice and quiet. Much less syphilis. 
Much less syphilis talking. Yeah. We can hear you now. Okay, good. Yeah, I think the cat fucked with the cord. <laughs> I told you, you shit. You took away her toy. You took her toy. She's going to punish you. <laughs> I will beat you. Whoa. I don't care you how will many regret men, it. women, and children, and animals I have to kill. I will beat you. Not really. You know I'm <laughs> You guys have any final thoughts you wanted to share before we start shutting things down? Yeah, we need to hurry and shut things down. I got to go kill some men, women, and children. Oh, yeah. Men, women, and children. Willie's going to kill. So on that note, we are going to shut things down. But before we do, a friendly reminder, we do stream this show live at every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at www.geeks.live and also at www.nerds.live. You can use either of those to find us. I just like the dichotomy of Steven having geeks.live and me nerds.live. It just makes me laugh. So we're using both of them because why the hell not? Funny note, I did actually just have, side note, I had a bunch of domains that came up for renewal. I was like, the fuck did I buy these for? <laughs> I evidently had some other <laughs> podcast plans in the past for some Star Wars related things and some other era related things. I let those domains lapse. So if you were looking yeah. into doing one of those shows, let me know. I can point you towards some pretty good domain names that I will no longer own as of February. You're welcome to them. Yeah, there probably shouldn't be any more Star Wars podcasts because how many of them are there already? So, yeah. There's a couple. And I don't know that I'd be good at it anymore after how jaded I got after the sequel trilogy. That's part of why I never did it. I'd been sitting on the domain name for like six, seven years because I wanted to do something with it. Well, I mean, Ray was a Mary Sue. So was Luke Skywalker, though, too. So Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, A Gary Stu? A Gary Stu is the terminology Gary used. Stu. Yeah. Before, I mean, but he did do so. I mean, at least you saw him training with it a little bit, right? At the very least, he was doing that little that little ball thing shooting lasers. You saw him doing a little bit at the very Look, least. He trained with Yoda. I will say this much: when it comes to Star Wars, if you want to get a laugh of some really salty fanboys who can't get over either uh, Ryan Johnson stuff or sometimes JJ Abrams stuff, go to r slash saltier than crate on Reddit. It is absolutely. <laughs> nice. These people take seriously how indignant they are over changes that were done to it. And it's, I understand fans' passion and things like that, but they take it way too far. These are the folks like Bachman talked about before. If you spend more time hating on a product than you do enjoying it, you're no longer a fan. This is a subreddit full of those people. And when I found that subreddit, that made me realize I don't want to be like this. I can admit I didn't like the sequel trilogy, and I'm just going to let it go at this point in time. It was a very helpful, moment, cathartic moment for me to see that and realize I don't want to be like these. See, and I love me some Star Wars. I liked all of the trilogies for different reasons. I love me some Boba Fett. I'm rewatching Clone Wars. I might. I'm trying to talk the girlfriend to watch the Rebels again with me, because it's all good storytelling. I love it. But on that note, I think we are going to shut things down. Big thank you to everyone that did join us as we streamed this live today, and we will see you all next week for more of our typical horseshit shenanigans. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at ATGN Podcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. <laughs>